This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Tuesday, April 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania residents outside of Philadelphia, 16 or older, are now eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine a day after the 1C category was made eligible and almost a week earlier than originally planned. The eligibility announcement, which changed the original date of Monday, April 12th, was a surprise, and most people found it to be an encouraging one. Pennsylvania expanded its COVID-19 vaccination eligibility list to phase 1C on Monday, but starting Tuesday, Tuesday, those in phase two are now eligible, meaning vaccines are available to all adults and teenagers 16 years of age and older. To date, Pennsylvania providers have administered more than 6 million vaccines, and the state is ranked among the top 20 states for first dose vaccinations, officials said. More than 2.4 million Pennsylvanians are fully vaccinated. Uh, Philadelphia also moved into phase 1C on Monday, April 12th. The city previously announced it would move to phase two of its COVID-19 vaccine rollout on Monday, April 19th. City officials said the date will remain despite Pennsylvania moving up its vaccination timeline. The child who was at the center of an Amber Alert on Monday has been found safe and his father is now the suspect (sighs) in the deaths of the boy's mother and grandmother. The child, two-year-old Byron McDonald, was found in a room at an Aloft hotel near the Philadelphia International Airport. The suspect in the case, 28-year-old Byron McDonald II and the suspect's mother were also found at the hotel. Police believe she was the one that booked the room. Both are now in custody. Byron McDonald II is the suspect in the killing of the child's mother and grandmother. One of those killings happened at 1.30 Friday in the 2500 block of North Bancraft Street, uh, which was also when the child went missing. I have to say, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot they get wrong, but the uh, the Amber Alert stuff works like a charm. I mean, it, it's like... Did you get them yesterday? Yes, they like, were going yeah, off every like, five minutes. Right, yeah. I mean, they just pounded it. Yeah. Uh, in that case, the child's 50-year-old grandmother, Tamara uh, Akins, was shot and killed. The child's 25-year-old mother, Morgan Tanay, was found dead from a gunshot wound to the face after police were called to do a welfare check at the home in the 4800 block of North 8th Street around 9 a.m. on Monday. 6 ABC reports that Braxton and McDonald had some ongoing domestic disputes uh, centered around McDonald feeling that he didn't have enough access to his son. Uh, police descended on the hotel's property after an employee noticed the car authorities were looking for. Investiga- the investigation prompted hotel guests to be evacuated. A Delaware man is looking to get a license to be able to keep his pet deer that's house trained. Oh, I saw oh. this this morning. House this is great. Yeah. Yeah, a man- it's funny. A man in Newark, Delaware, formed a special bond with a young doe that he named Bambi after his favorite cartoon. A few months after Messiah L. left a bread trail and was shocked that Bambi followed the crumbs inside of the house and made herself at home. Now when she comes in the house, she likes to get fed, L. says. Her favorite spot is the couch. She'll go over and sleep on the couch. She wakes up and then taps the door when she's ready to go back outside. <laughs> then she goes back into the woods. Yeah, so he said it's it's not like he's keeping her as a pet, like she shows right. up after a few days comes and he's like... Come on in. Aww. And she just wanders in. Aww. But you can't do that, apparently, with a deer. It's illegal. Correct. So, yeah. She likes car rides, and she gets along with the kids and the dog, but apparently not the cat. Uh, she, an- she answers to the name Bambi, and they consider her one of the family members. Uh, she kind of acts like another dog in the way that she likes to get attention, Elle says. If a dog or another animal gets too much attention, she'll butt in when it's her turn. Uh, Elle says that he doesn't own the deer. She just comes and goes every few days, but always comes back. They have a unique bond, he 
says. Uh, so he's been contacted by the Delaware Department of Natural Resources, which let him know that allowing deer into the house is illegal possession of wildlife. So Elle is now looking to obtain a deer license so that Bambi can come and go as she pleases. Wow. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers beat the Mavericks last night in Dallas. Joel Embiid scored 36 points, and the Sixers wrapped up a long stretch of road games with a 113-95 win. Embiid made all six of his free throws in the first four-plus minutes and was 14 of 15 from the line as the Sixers finished 8-4 and four while playing 10 of 12 games on the road. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night and will play the Brooklyn Nets as the top two teams in the Eastern Conference face each other. Tip-off for the nationally televised game will be scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Phillies and the Mets had their game rained out last night in Queens. The game will be made up this afternoon as part of a day-night doubleheader. Chase Anderson will get the start in Game 1, and Aaron Nola will pick game two, which is scheduled to start at 7-10. At yesterday's trade deadline, the Flyers made several moves, including trading Michael Raffle to the Washington Capitals for a fifth-round pick. Raffle played over 500 games in orange and black. They also dealt defenseman Eric Gustafsson to the Montreal Canadiens for a seventh-round pick. The Flyers are on the road tonight with the game in Washington against Raffle and the Caps. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you oh so much, Kathy. And uh, we're two days into the work week and uh, had a one Wonderful success yesterday, giving away cash with our Money Club contest, of course. That continues, and your first shot is going to be less than two hours from now, so you can make it. Uh, 8 a.m. is the first shot, and then 10, and then we do it at noon, and 2, 4, yeah. 6, and 8. And it's a great time to win some money, my friend, so don't miss your opportunities. Details available at WMMR.com if you're not familiar. Uh, we have a couple of guests on the show today. Uh, the impeccable Danica McKellar will be joining us. And she's talking about the Matchmaker Mysteries. <laughs> Which I've watched. The Art of the Kill. And it's on Hallmark Movies, you know. So. I think she's producing these. I think, like, oh, this, yeah. is, this, oh, is, yeah. this is her baby, Candace right? Cameron yeah. Bure does likewise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm up on the whole thing. <laughs> you know. She is making a mint from those, uh, so good for her. She's awesome. We love her, so we'll get her on around 9 o'clock. And then... Our good friend Jake Matera, former intern of the President Steve Show, is going to be not only headlining at Helium Comedy Club, but he is a live recording. Yeah. How about yeah, he's that? recording his album there. Jake I is so it. good. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll chat with Jake and uh, just uh, find out what we can expect from that uh, show coming up. Uh, and Jake's the best. So we'll have him on, and uh, we'll give things away. We'll talk about stuff. We'll have a good oh, time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We'll do that drive into work today. Oh, thank you. Today's Tattoo Day. I forgot about that. We have a chance for you to win a Preston Steve tattoo, a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and that is now up and open and running, and you can text the word tattoo to 39333, and you just might win. It's that simple, my friend. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back when we return. Some entertainment stories, a stupid question with some freebies. And we'll just take you where you need to be. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, the stupid question prize today's pair of tickets to see Steve Trevino at Punchline Philly on Friday, 9.30. So, the question in mind this morning has to do with the game of tennis. Which Grand Slam is played on clay courts? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. In tennis, which Grand Slam is played on clay courts? 215-263-WMMR. It is the 13th of April, and I've got some birthdays to mention while we wait for those calls to come in. We'll start with one from the world of television, Mr. Rick Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. Yes, began in uh, Silver Spoon. Yes, first time I ever saw him. And then eventually made his way to NYPD Blue. Um, Uh, And movies, too. Yeah, Yeah, so he was really good on that series. Most recently, he was in the uh, um, Dolly Parton movies about her childhood. Coat of Many Colors, or yeah. whatever the hell it was. Okay. Hey, was he in that Ryan O'Meal movie, the boxer movie? No, The Champ. Yeah, that's what was I was going to say. I think it was called The Champ. Yeah, yeah it was a remake. Okay. And so I don't know if that was uh, before or after his appearance in Silver Spoon. I, I, I feel like it was, I was before. I think it's before, yeah. yeah he was yeah. a little kid then, but... Um, he was an adorable little kid. Yeah, he is uh, 51 years old today. Yeah, he's not playing those little kids anymore. No. Uh, Caroline Ray... Uh, who was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I like that show. <laughs> uh, I know, it was kind of... It was a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Uh, 57 today. Uh, Tony Dow. Uh, Wally on Leave it to Beaver. So, who else alive from that cast? Um, is Jerry Mathers Jerry still Mathers, alive? Jerry Mathers, I believe, is still alive, Steve. But um, That's guy, it. The guy, who, yeah, who played... Um, Eddie Haskell Eddie passed. Haskell passed. I remember yeah. we talked about him, and I've forgotten his name. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Tony Dow, still kicking around. And he. I remember in, like, the 80s, him popping up in a couple things. I was like, oh, my God, that's Wally. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was trying what... to make a run at a, at a s- stabilized acting career. Yeah, but that show was... It was cute. Preston, like you said, it, it's still, the, the, the comedy holds up. It still holds up. It was the first show that I can remember getting right the vibe between brothers. Right. You know, like yeah. I, that's exactly the interactions I had with my brother. What it is, Eddie Haskell, he's called Beaver Squirt. Yeah. yeah. He's Squirt. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or the, yeah. I think so. Uh, they always had that, uh, that contentious relationship. Yep. Uh, Tony is 76 today. Uh, actor Paul Servino. Great. 82. Greatest role would be Goodfellas, right? Um, yeah. I yeah. Think so. Right. Yeah. He's just so. That scene where he's just he's quiet. I, I forgot. I've forgotten all the characters' names. Right, but right. The, the restaurant owner comes yeah, yeah, yeah. to him and he and he Would wants. Would you want me to kill him? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be such a bad idea. And he just <laughs> stares at him. That look. Oh yeah. It's just priceless. He doesn't yeah. have to move. Yeah. Nothing. It's so imposing. Uh, but um, yeah, and he's been in a lot of other great movies throughout the years. He was in the the firm and and uh, Bullworth and uh, and his uh, his daughter is Mira Sorino. Yeah. Uh, he's eighty two today. Uh, Gary Kasparov, Kasparov, the uh, Russian chess champion, yes, uh, is fifty-eight today. Sort of a lot, a lot of those chess players and chess champions um, are egomaniacal, and he's he's yeah, got a yeah. legend. Yeah, yeah, totally. When they when they're the the champ, yeah, 
They 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 know it, and there are legions of people who just absolutely bow down to them. Right. I'm telling you, Queen's Gambit really opened up a whole new world of of uh, chess uh, players. Nick and I were talking about this yesterday. His son and friends are really into it as well because of that. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Gary is uh, 58 today. Ron Perlman. Uh, Hellboy, Beauty and the Beast, Sons of Anarchy. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. There's yeah. a documentary now about Ron Perlman, and I don't know what it's on, which streaming service, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a colorful character. Uh, he turns 71 today. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was a big series. He was... Yeah. They had to put makeup on him to make him a love interest, and he actually looked far more attractive <laughs> yeah. as a lion. <laughs> He's just not. Was Linda Hamilton the? Yes, uh, she was. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she was beauty, beauty, right? Yeah. yeah, and he lived in a sewer. Yes, he did. <laughs> he actually in a library in the sewer. In a library, right? yeah. <laughs> In a raw sewage sewer. Uh-huh. And uh, SNL did a parody with Phil Hartman playing the Beast. And they made mention of the fact that it's in a sewer. Right, right. Yeah. And the smell and all those wonderful things that come along with the sewer. Uh, from the world of music, Max Weinberg yeah. is a big one for him today. He is uh, 70 years old today. Always dug the Mighty Max. And it was so cool when he was... The band leader on Conan. I thought that was a really neat segue for him. His band on Conan was really good. Oh, they were really fantastic. good. I had, I had the privilege of seeing them live. I went to a, a, uh, a taping yeah. show. It was their fifth year anniversary show, so it was a big one for him. And I was just, I was just focused on the yeah. band. They were yeah. so damn good, man. And I he was like a great leader. I like bands with. Drummers as the leaders a I lot too, like Gene Krupa and, and yeah. yeah, Gene Krupa obviously and and uh, yeah. So, but uh, but on TV, you know, the fact that Questlove is is the star of that yeah, band, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Fact. It's great. Anything yeah. for drummers, and of course, his son uh, is drummer for Slipknot. He's he's excellent, freaking amazing. Yeah. Yes. So, happy would birthday. it suck if you were that good the way Max Weinberg is, and your son was just not? Right, <laughs> not up to snuff. But, but sometimes yeah. the son surpasses the father, and uh, yes. that's the case here. So Max is uh, seventy years old today. Uh, the great Al Green, R and B oh. singer, just oh, this one of the song. greatest songs ever, ever used wonderfully in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yep. When they go to uh, Marsalis Wallace's bar, his yeah, restaurant, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, and, and we first meet. Uh, uh, oh, what's uh, Bruce Willis? Eddie Haskell. Name? No, Bruce Willis' <laughs> character's name. I forget. Butch. 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 Yes. And this song's playing lightly in the background. There's something to it that just <laughs> captures that moment. It might have been on his birthday last year, but somebody posted on Twitter um, uh, a Walgreens, but the W yes. and Walgreens had, Al <laughs> was out, so it, it just said Al Greens, and they said, happy birthday, Al Greens. And so Al Greens saw it on Twitter, and he That's just great. wrote, oh, my God, who did this? Which is great. You know, he has a sense of humor about it. Uh, Nick pulled up a list of birthdays, and I just saw this when we have spoken to this gentleman before, William Sadler. Oh, the great William Sadler. Yeah. and Just he- spoke to him recently because of the uh, Bill and Ted's movie. Was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He plays Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And in uh, in Shawshank, uh, yeah. he's he's in that as well. He's uh, oh man, he's the lunatic in Die Hard too. He's the the Colonel. Who, oh who yeah, is, who's running the whole. He sees ass. Yeah, and and in uh, what was the Seagal movie? Hard to kill. Yes, uh, he's, and he he's wasn't the, that hard to kill. You no, know, he was the senator. He was kind of pulling the strings. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of that movie, he takes a double-barreled <laughs> shotgun and shoves it into his mouth, and like he knocks his teeth out. His, you know, he's got this gun in his mouth. He looks blood. so pathetic. He does yeah, look pathetic yeah. in that. Well, happy birthday to uh, William Sadler, who's seventy-one. 
Uh, stunningly beautiful Allison Williams. Ooh. If your child said they had their salad <laughs> tossed, would you know what they meant? She is the... Uh, What's that all about? Uh, it's, in case he's making a reference to the, uh, the girls uh, episode on HBO where... She had her butt munched. I mean, oh, like, yes. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, graphically. Like, graphically. Yeah. Well, the, the boyfriend says she's an even bigger fan now. <laughs> uh, but in uh, Get Out, uh, she's great in that. She is uh, 33 her, today. Her dad, Brian Williams Preston, was the only uh, news anchor to have his butt munched uh, during a broadcast. So, well, yeah. Then yeah. it's, it's kind of like Max yeah, Weinberg. Right, exactly. She only these things. The uh, and then the last birthday, a friend of the show, Mr. Glenn Howerton of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I cannot tell you how much time in the average course of a month that I spend in It's Always Sunny blooper territory. Oh, man. And there's one that just cracks me up. His, he makes Charlie Day lose it all the time. Does he? he was so, mm-hmm. so there's the one with the ski school. Did you see the one where they, they have the ski school? Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the bloopers is... Uh, Charlie Day saying, you, you've never mentioned wanting a ski school. And and uh, and, and, and Glenn's just kind of looking down and going, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> and his delivery in classic, his, his classic comedic timing is so perfect, they just die. And Dennis, the character, is Oh, he's just, just reprehensible. He's horrible. I mean, he, there's, he kills a woman. I don't remember he that. He kills a woman. Remember, in case you remember the... Uh, I don't remember yeah, him the, murdering somebody. The TV newscaster uh, who... Um, <laughs> Who, who, uh, um, with the, the, the large rack. It's like season three or four. I have to go back because okay. I've, I've seen and every puts, single episode. He puts a pillow over her face oh in the hospital. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. To put her out of her misery. Uh, Glenn Howerton, 45 years old today. So, happy birthday to you, sir. All right. We'll see if we can find an answer to the super question in tennis, which Grand Slam is played on clay courts. And to the phones we go. And... Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Larry, are you hey, there? good morning. Morning, buddy. All right, Larry, do me a favor. Tell me which Grand Slam is played on clay courts. It's the French Open. You are correct. Hey, Larry. One moment, Larry, because you win. And we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Steve Trevino, Punchline Philly, Friday. That's at 930. And tickets are on sale now. Two shows each night, May 14th, 15th. And the shows are indoors with reduced capacity, socially distanced tables. And masks are required unless eating or drinking. And safety info and tickets at uh, punchlinephilly.com. It is a 21 and over show. Uh, we'll begin with the royal family as they're prepping for the uh, funeral of Prince Philip. Uh, Harry, Prince Harry, touched down in the UK to attend uh, that funeral. He and his reportedly estranged brother, Prince William, issued separate statements about Philip. In a post on Kensington Royal Twitter and Instagram pages, William remembered his grandfather as an extraordinary man and part of an extraordinary generation, sharing a charming picture of Philip sitting next to Prince George on a carriage in the post as well. Harry, meanwhile, remembered his uh, his Philip as master of the barbecue, legend of banter, and cheeky <laughs> right till the end. Noting that Philip's dedication to service and his reputation for his sharp wit and humor, Harry said, My grandfather was a man of service, honor, and great humor. He was authentically himself with a seriously sharp wit and could hold the attention of any room due to his charm and also because you never knew what he might say next. Harry is reportedly staying at Frogmore Cottage in Windsor. Uh, where he and wife Meghan Markle lived before stepping down from their royal roles. Uh, he will be in quarantine for uh, a few days 
and go through COVID tests in accordance with guidelines. It's wild because my wife, as I said yesterday, uh, had not seen The Crown, so we're watching it from the beginning, and so much of the beginning uh, of the episodes of The Crown is about that dynamic of, of, of Philip having to adjust to what his new life requirement will be and what, what Queen Elizabeth's new situation will be and the things that he realizes, okay, I'm losing my name, I'm losing my career, and I'm I'm now going to exist in service of my wife, yes. you know, and and, yes. and and the way he has to adjust to it, it's it's really yeah. amazing. It is, yeah. And, and, and that kind of that that she is in charge. She now is, and... and he can't leave the plane while she's leaving the plane. Yeah, he's got to be. She's got to travel alone in the car, and it's you know, and it's it's something that he's. He deals with. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, so Harry will be steps away from Windsor Castle, which is where the Queen is in residence and Philip is lying in rest. Uh, Sources tell Vanity Fair that the Queen and Prince Charles hope that Harry and William can mend their rift. It'd be nice. At Philip's funeral, the Queen will attend the state opening of Parliament with Charles on May 11th following her official mourning period. He should take him axe throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a really fun It's fun. Hey, did Harry have to fly commercial going back? Anybody know? know? I didn't hear about yeah, that. My guess is one of his high-powered friends provided mm-hmm. a jet or something. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Prince Andrew, by the way, also spoke out publicly for the first time since stepping down from public duties following an FBI investigation into his connections to the convicted late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. I'm so glad we can put this old Epstein thing behind uh, us. No, and we're focus not on the matter. Dan. No, that's <laughs> not... we, this. Of course, not I really appreciate you putting. <laughs> The whole Epstein issue behind us. <laughs> I agree with your sentiment that now is not the time to even think about Epstein and my association with underage uh, women. Focus on the matter at hand. Andrew <laughs> told reporters... Please focus on the matter at hand. Uh, I loved him as a father. He was so calm. He was always someone you could go to, and he would always listen. I remember when he t- said to me, I know you're completely innocent of anything relating to Epstein and his <laughs> island. And I took that to heart. Won't you please believe him? So we'll uh, follow this story. Yeah. Hey, the producers of the 93rd Annual Academy Awards have promised an epic film-style production amid waning interest in award shows and an incredibly, an incredible strange and stressful year for the movie industry. Let's see if they can rise to this uh, self-proclaimed challenge, because that'd be great. Yeah, on Monday, producers announced an ensemble cast of 15 stars to handle all of the presentation duties in lieu of a host. Among the lineup are all four acting winners from the previous year to present four acting categories. So, Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, Brad Pitt, and Laura Dern, last year's Best Director winner, uh, Bong Joon-ho, will also present. Other Names include Angela Bassett, Halle Berry, Don Cheadle, Brian Cranston, Harrison Ford, Regina King, Marley Maitland, awesome. Rita, Rita Moreno, uh, Reese Witherspoon, and Zendaya. Do you know uh, Laura Dern's going by now? It's Bing Dirty Dirty Dirn. Bing Dirty yeah, yeah. Dern? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think know she got, got that, that from us. From. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a standard thing uh, for the Oscars for the previous year's winner to present. So that's good that they're all there to do it. Uh, producers Jesse Collins, Stacey Sher, and Steven Soderbergh said, in keeping with our award show as a movie approach, we've assembled a truly stellar cast of stars. There's so much wattage here. Yes. Sunglasses may be required. <laughs> uh, additional talent to appear on the 25th, April 25th broadcast will be announced later. Deadline reports that word is all of the nominated songs will be performed for the first time 
on the pre-show. And the edict is no Zoom acceptance. No, they're they're doing it all as well as they can in a live okay. setting. However, they space Good. it apart to do it, Good. but they want it to be a real event. So, Roger Jean-Page left the mega-hit Bridgerton because... Kathy still hasn't gotten over so this. So stupid. He, he ruined didn't, it. Well, the, the word is because he did not like what the creative team had planned for his character, the Duke of Hastings. This is what uh, some are saying. A Hollywood source told Page Six, Roger is not coming back to Bridgerton because of creative differences with Shonda Rhimes and her team. If they wanted to make a return-of-the-century gynecologist, Preston. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> did they have that? It was too exploitive. See, uh, so this is a little like he did leave. Patty, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an like insider saying yeah. it. I, I'm not really sure. The source added uh, he wasn't happy with what was planned for his character for season two, which would have kept him a player, but not the focal point of the show. Also, Roger has been inundated with offers for other interesting and challenging leading roles. So, well, know. like they, they, there's talk of Bond, yeah, and yeah. A, a major motion picture version of Sanford and Son. Uh, wow, yeah, they're thinking about giving that, super hot Fred Sanford, giving that the, the treatment. <laughs> this is the big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm coming to you, baby. My heart is certainly <laughs> pulsating due to the stress of maintaining a profitable junkyard. <laughs> Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Uh, the source continues. Could you imagine this stellar-looking human being <laughs> sitting Fred. in that ratty chair? As Fred Sanford. <laughs> they can get like, you know. Shut up, dummy. Tay Diggs Shut to up, play dummy. Lamont, you know. <laughs> all this yeah. Super hot. Beautiful yeah. cast. Blair Underwood's in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, the source While can- we living in a junkyard. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just like a throwaway. Hey, I have, I have a Sanford and Son question. Did they do a show after that called Sanford Arms? They did. Okay. They did. I, 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 I clearly remember it. Yes, I don't remember what the plot was. Was it a hotel? I yeah, there was, was yeah. like, I guess, I guess yeah. with a beautiful view of the junkyard, there was a, there was a hotel yeah. next door, something like that. I yeah. want to say Sanford Arms. Okay, here uh, we go. Yeah, it says here, a widow over two teenage children runs the Sanford Arms rooming house after Fred and Lamont moved to Arizona. So they, okay. so they needed a spinoff and... This was what they came up with? I yeah. guess so. And none of yeah. the original cast was available, so no, no one watched Okay. Yeah. Uh, the source continued saying, if you look at all the big names who have left, uh, uh, Rhymes' show, hit show, Grand Anatomy, in the past, you see you don't disagree with Shonda. Nobody is bigger than the show. Adding that uh, Paige is leaving on good terms despite the creative differences. Well, they need to get, if they want that show to have to have the heat that it's had, Kathy, you would say that he is the main focal point, right? Is yeah. what everyone was tuning in for. Absolutely. All right, so you got to get somebody. I think you, I think he has ruined the show. Oh, there you go. By, by leaving. Yeah, yeah. I okay. don't think it's going to be what it was. All right, we'll see. Uh, hey, this is good news. Macaulay Calkin and Brenda Song are home together after welcoming their first child. I actually forgot that they were a couple. Yeah, and so did I. Uh, you know, he's, it was years with Mila Kunis. Yeah. That's right. I had the biggest crush on Brenda Song when my oh, yeah. kids were watching. She's adorable. What show was she on? It was one of the Disney Channel Sanford shows. Arms. No, <laughs> no, it was, it was like Arms. Sweet Life. Uh... Yeah, one of those yeah. Zach and Cody shows, right? Yeah. Uh, so they named their son Dakota Song Culkin in honor of the uh, Home Alone alum's late older sister who died after being hit by a car in 2008. So, I don't remember that. Uh, no, I don't recall that as well. So, But good news, uh, baby born, and uh, they seem to be a happy couple, which is wonderful. Uh, then we go over to the antithesis, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. 
is set to return to California to face charges of sex abuse, and he is currently, of course, serving 23 years in prison. Saw a picture of him. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight actually oh, yeah? while in jail. Yeah, so they had him. He's still using his um, his uh, stroller. You know, with the I guess balls maybe on. in jail you just can't sit around and eat and drink right, everything right. you want. You know, so maybe he's had to lose a little weight. I've made a lot of friends. Uh, he Awful. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he recently appealed the conviction. Uh, Judge Case uh, said an April 30th court hearing ahead of likely setting a date to for Weinstein to be extradited to California. By the way, I mean, so, you know, he's he's pretty much the rest of his life is going to be behind bars, and he still has other cases that are pending. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, it, it, there's, uh, there's no... Um, sunny end to all of this for Harvey Weinstein, nor should there be, but right. wow. I uh, only just have a little tidbit of information on this, but Ana de Armas was photographed out and about with a mystery man. Yeah. Los Angeles, according to Page Six, she recently split from Ben Affleck. What's it, Andy Dick? Uh, reportedly over her desire <laughs> yeah. to have kids and not live full-time in L.A. Hey, I have I have a, uh, a Ben Affleck observation. Yeah. In uh, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, there's a scene where uh, Batman steps out, Bruce Wayne steps out on his, uh, where he yeah. lives, uh, by this lake, and he's standing there, and they're doing this close-up shot of him. And he, in that particular shot, he looks a lot like George Clooney to me. Like he's taking on this Clooney type of appearance on his face, and I've never seen him quite so good looking. I agree a thousand percent. Yeah, I, I, there, there is something about that those particular scenes where every yeah. the, the color is everything. So a lot of what you saw in the Joss Whedon. Justice League was shot down the road after the original Zack Snyder footage was shot. That's why he looks different. In parts of that does movie, does look a little different, right? Yeah. But in this, he looks extra good looking. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was surprised, and and I've you know, always known he's a good looking yeah. guy, but I'm like, that is a handsome yeah. man right there. So, Holy kudos, yeah, to you. kudos to you, Mr. Affleck. <laughs> hey, we have a clip to play. I believe uh, American Idol. Paul Abdul made a replace uh, a last minute replacement yes. last night because Luke Bryan was out. He's got COVID. COVID yeah, uh, and I think we have a clip of yes, that. Yes, we, we should. Is this her on the show? This is well. It, she's introduced, and then uh, she okay. she talks about being back on the show that made her famous again. Here we go. We are delighted to welcome a guest judge joining Lionel and Katie, the one and only Paula Abdul. Welcome back to American Idol. We have so many stories. How does it feel to be sitting back here on this set for you? Well, I, I, I'm so excited to be sitting with Katie and Lionel, friends that I adore. And But for me, it's like, if I'm being honest, it's kind of nostalgic. Okay. Well, she got to pop back on. I didn't watch it. I don't know what happened, but... Uh, I there is I have absolutely no interest uh, yes. whatsoever. And the laughable notion that anyone created is going to become anything remotely close to an idol is is just ridiculous. But uh, one thing that I do notice when I see the coming attractions to the show that for all of the super talent that Lionel Richie possesses, and I think he's incredibly wonderful and everything, watching him cry is disgusting. Uh, he's, a, he's a terrible judge. <laughs> he is a cringy, cringy judge. Yeah. Uh, like, he feels, you know, like, his big thing is to, like, Either like bring somebody a, a handkerchief, yeah, right, or a right, Kleenex, yeah. or well, give them a hug when, yeah, yeah. when they're crying. 
Uh, he also like everybody is is like the, the next the Michael Jackson. <laughs> we can stop this contest now. <laughs> yes, I watched uh, everybody in America. No one in the hallway will oh, know his person. He, he falls over. Every okay. single person right. is the next coming yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. I watched the beginning of it last night because uh, I had wheel on and it just stayed right on ABC sure. and went it ran into the American Idol. Uh, they start off with a low angle looking up at Ryan Seacrest, which is a terrible angle for anybody. Yeah, yeah. So it was really bizarre. Um, but uh, is Ryan going from New York to L.A.? He is. Wow. So they do this bizarre, you want to talk about, I guess they record maybe one episode of uh, Kelly and uh, and Ryan. Really? Because it's live hey, with Kelly yeah. and Ryan. Listen, Regis used to do the same thing. Maybe it's part That's of sitting right. in that chair on that maybe. show. You, I mean, Unless you're a pussy, you do it. <laughs> yeah, because Regis, when he was doing Millionaire. Yeah. The millionaire go, was in New York. We'd go back and forth between New York and uh, and L.A. No, yeah, uh, Ryan there, can you put him on? You're a pussy. No, it was in L.A. Yeah, uh, they would shoot. Was? Yeah, yeah. So he would. They would do uh, uh, live with Regis and Kelly in New York, and then he would fly to L.A. He was doing. He was doing, for, especially at his age, he was doing an incredibly demanding schedule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of the guys in, for the. Um, uh, it, it's it's tamped down since COVID, but like the guys who were doing the uh, Dancing with the Stars when uh, uh, you know Tom. Bergeron was hosting. Those judges were flying between the the British version and the American oh, version. Wow. Of, yeah. Uh, well, and some of those contestants on that show, too, had to fly back and forth oh, for, yeah. right. if they were working or whatever. I miss Regis. <laughs> he was one of the best I love ever. you, Preston. Thank you. I and love one you day too. I'll be back on Earth. I hope so, man. You were one of the best ever. Uh, so here's uh, a death, unfortunately. Sad news. A gentleman named Joseph Savaro. He was best known for his roles as Tony Soprano's father. In The Sopranos, when they would do flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fred Goldman in American Crime Story, The People versus uh, O.J. Simpson, and the stage musical of Jersey Boys. Uh, he was 66. He had a long battle with cancer. His daughter uh, wrote on Instagram, and this is a sweet thing. She said, I was by his side when my dear father passed away this morning peacefully in his beloved treehouse. Uh-huh. So I guess they so hoisted him up into the treehouse. He, uh, the, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. Um, so he was not in the movie, obviously, Jersey Boys, right? No, but uh, he did... He looks like the guy who who took his role in Jersey Boys, the movie, though. He did more than 2,000 performances of Jersey Boys. He was wow. Jim huh. DiCarlo. That was Christopher Walken's The, the, the Gangster. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. wonder if I saw him. So he play, you might have, because he did a ton of shows. He had a really weird scene in uh, in The Sopranos where Tony was doing uh, had a flashback of his childhood, and uh, the, the, Tony's dad... Dipped his finger into like uh, meat juice, and then his mother sucked it off. Oh, yeah. God. oh yeah. God! And and Tony um, totally kinky. Well, so Tony's in therapy, and he's remembering this, and it like it was uh, this trigger for him because he saw his parents being intimate. Yeah. But it was the the way that they filmed it, like it was awkward for the yeah. audience. Oh, that's too, cool. Oh wait, wait, I'm sorry. He dipped Tony's no, finger. No, 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 no. He dipped his, his own, own finger. His own in, finger. And then, but, but Tony saw it. Tony, as a kid, watched his parents. Okay. And essentially, it yeah, yeah, have a sexual interaction. And uh, but like just as a, as a person watching the show, you're like, this is, this is a little awkward. I think mm-hmm. I could top that, Dick. What time I was videotaping Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Wait, did you say meat juice? Yeah, meat juice. Doesn't yeah, they, everyone keep a, a, a jar of meat juice, juice in the house? They were making steaks, and there was like, you Joy, know, some... is that meat juice any left? <laughs> I'd like to have some while I watch the uh, the cricket match. <laughs> <laughs> the cricket. Yeah, I love to watch it on the uh, on the ESPN seven. You like cricket? Love it. Okay. And drinks. And it's out at three o'clock in the morning, and I have a nice tall glass of chilled meat juice. <laughs> chilled. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want it to get too warm. It kind of congeals. Starts to curdle. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, meat juice. So. You either need ice cold or piping hot. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. meat juice. Right. Oh, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and Tony passes out. Yeah, it's a great it's scene, but yeah, meat juice. It, it, it's, it's Hashtag meat juice, everyone. Hashtag. He should have played the analyst in uh, Sopranos. Uh, Regis. <laughs> Regis. Yeah. Right. So right. tell me about the meat juice thing. That's totally <laughs> freaking. Was his father a gangster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and a philanderer and whatnot. Okay. And a rambler, the gambler, the sweet talking lady. <laughs> Stop it. And a rocking and a rolling. All right. Uh, and a reeling. Two more quick stories. Uh, uh, Henry's to put your bagels and such. Henry. <laughs> Henry Cavill went Instagram official with his new girlfriend, Hollywood executive Natalie Vescuzzo, on Saturday to mark the occasion. They shared. He shared a photo of the two playing chess. Now, I'm a huge Henry Cavill fan. I think he is. He's my favorite Superman. Absolutely, and he's great. I, I um. She, I, I, she, I don't think I like this pairing. She's not up to snuff, huh? Well, no, I, I don't know much about her other than that she was one of these girls in my super sweet 16 party on MTV where they are incredibly spoiled. Oh. Incredibly spoiled. Really? Like her sweet 16 party was half a million dollars. Oh, no. Well, so I don't know what that portends for Henry Cavill. While he had a sly smile on his face in the photo, he admitted the game did not go well. He said, this is me looking quietly confident shortly before my beautiful and brilliant love, Natalie, destroys me at chess. She was somewhat gracious in her victory, posting the same photo on her Instagram page saying, just teaching my dear Henry how to play some chess or maybe... He let me win, uh, she wrote. Uh, Vescuzzo's LinkedIn page describes her as a vice president at Hollywood's Legendary Entertainment, one of the production companies behind uh, Cable's film uh, Man of Steel and 2020's Enola Holmes. So she's a... She's a deal. She's a I got it. She's a mover in the in the industry. You know who I liked who he was with for the longest time? It was Gina Carano. Yeah, I like Gina yeah, Carano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there you got go. good cans. Uh, and then finally... You've got extraordinary cans. <laughs> finally, Lucy Liu is officially a god uh, and has joined the DC Comics adaptation Shazam! Fury of the Gods as uh, the villain Calypso. This is going to be great. Uh, the sister of Helen Mirren's villainous character Hespera. Or Hespera, <laughs> I'm not how you say that. Uh, along with Lou and Mirren, the core uh, core filmmaking team from uh, Shazam, the original in 2019, is returning for the sequel, including Zachary Levi as the eponymous <laughs> superhero Shazam, and Asher uh, Angel as his teenage alter ego Billy Baston, Batson. Uh, David F. Sandberg is returning to direct film. Uh, like Mirren's character, uh, Hespera, uh, Lou's Calypso does not have an obvious counterpart in the DC Comics. Uh, both characters, however, are the daughters of the Greek god Atlas, who is one of the sources of Shazam's power. Uh, he holds the stamina of Atlas, as well as the power of Zeus, the strength of Hercules, the wisdom of Solomon, and the speed of Mercury and the courage of Achilles. <laughs> one thing I'd like to see happen with the sequel is a little bit more time with uh, Shazam uh, being the, the hero more, because in, in the in the in the end of the movie, you had. Not to give it away if you haven't seen it at this point, but there were a whole bunch of basically Shazams. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen more of what he can do when he's not screwing up right. and becomes the real hero we know he is. I think it's Shazai. Shazai, yeah. yeah. Multiple Shazams. Yes. All right, we're ready for clips now. Supergirl is back for an action-packed six and final season. In this clip star, Nicole Maines explains the impact of portraying Naya Nal on screen. I think it's how you say it. Naya Nal? Nia Nal? Uh, here we go. You know, I think one of the most rewarding parts is 
you know, getting to see people in my community have a superhero. Like, I know she's not the first trans superhero ever, but she's the first trans superhero on television. It feels really good to have someone like that to call our own and to identify with. I don't give a f- Actually, the show got better over time and she was a good addition she is a good addition uh, it's, but this is it it's wrapping up now a new episode of supergirl airs tonight nine that's on the cw here is the next clip a montana based private detective teams up with an ex-cop to solve a kidnapping case in big sky here star katherine winnick discusses what makes his sh- this show uh interesting to watch reading Cassie's character and reading Jenny's character, it's so unique to have a two strong, powerful women on screen that are completely polar opposites, but yet have a lot of respect for each other, as independent and strong as they are. Shut up, dummy. Uh, new episode of Big Sky airs tonight. That's at 9, and that is on ABC, and that's all I got for you. All Yay. right. That's our rundown of entertainment stories. We have guests on the program. Danica McKellar will be joining us today around 9 o'clock. She's talking about the Matchmaker series, The Art of the Kill. Uh, Our buddy Jake Matera will be on. He is a former intern of the show, and he's played many roles and characters throughout the years on this program. And he is headlining a show at Helium Comedy Club this weekend on Sunday. and Is this the first time he's headlined at Helium? Re- recording a live album. As far as I know, I don't good. know. It was only destined to happen. He's that good. And we got cash to give away the money clip. Less than an hour away. 8 o'clock is your first chance to win $500. Don't miss it. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. Papa Roach. Wolfgang Van Halen. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. So my uh, youngest son is a senior in high school. Oh, man. And I believe they've just entered into their final marking period. This is going to be it, man. I'll be done with high school in no time. So it's pretty wild. Uh, Rochelle and I have been thinking about this and what that all means. I know we're going to talk about, uh, you know, one thing concerning this, but I think about it just, uh, we had uh, our friends, uh, Phil and Leslie, uh, you know, over to the house over the the weekend and and, uh, we were talking to them about missing out on that year, you know, the way you'd normally have it outside of COVID and stuff like that. It was just, it's such a, it was such a paramount excitement at the last year of high school, you know, yeah. not, not getting that experience. It depends on who you are. It hasn't been a big deal to my son yeah. as far as uh, yeah, missing yeah. out on a lot of these things. I mean, yeah. he's, uh, I, I've asked him about it and he's cool he with it. He seems fine with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But some people, you know, it's, uh, they're upset about it. Well, and a lot of the schools are, uh, even though it's different, uh, they're not necessarily missing out on all of the stuff. They, a lot of the schools have done the powder puff football game or they're doing some right. version of a prom or, you know, whatever their fall dance. They, they are doing uh, some of the things that, you know, typically would be on the list for your senior year. I found this uh, on uh, BuzzFeed. It was a Reddit user. It asked teachers to share what the new clicks in 2021 I'd be are. curious to see this. Yeah, <laughs> I, and it's interesting. A lot of the stuff is still there, but there's one or two things that are kind of interesting that I've never heard of before. I'll start with this one. This teacher wrote, um, while a lot of the basic groups still exist in some form or another, the most unexpected group I've seen this year is a growing number of middle schoolers whom everyone calls the stonks. The stonks. Yes. 
Is that so? There's a <clears throat> there's an internet meme, the stonk meme. You know that? Yes, is? I've okay. seen it. Yeah. Right. What is it? I don't know. No. Um. So it has to do with like investing properly and and but oh, all right. So it stonks is a like stocks, right? Um, it's a funny way of saying it. It's a stocks. funny way of saying it. It came say, from was... an actual mistake on a graphic, right? Yeah. Did Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's the click in high school? They legit discussed the stock market at lunch. Oh. <laughs> Rock on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. If you can find a way, I've told my kids, and they have no interest in whatsoever, neither do I personally, which is if you can find a way to make the money work for you, you have... You've hit the jackpot. Oh, my God. If, if I was in junior high and I had an understanding of the stock market oh and took some active interest in investing. Uh, um, I was in the stock club in middle school. Shut Of course you were. And th- I, no. Uh, wow. Uh, that was the last time I expressed an interest in stocks. <laughs> because I, I thought, Preston, uh, this is something I can learn from. You know, this yeah. is something that exactly what you just described. And it wasn't for me. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I caught a little bit of education out of it. But. Uh, I realized I don't uh, have a future in finance. I, I took an elective class. I told you guys at a community college thinking, yeah. all right, this will explain it all to me. You I just, still don't get it. You Some just hired people, the teacher, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's my financial advisor. Uh, so some people get it, some people don't. But listen, take a shot at it, where you're young man. You know what's also stocks. fed into this recently with the Xbox, with the, with the GameStop um, stocks, and yes. and all of that that's happened. And with the uh, was it Peter Pan was the name of the company, mm. uh, or so, whatever the company was, Robin Hood. Was, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. That's it. Yeah. Uh, all of that stuff has, has excited this interest in investing. But, wow, man, clicks yeah. have changed. Stonks. Stonks. Right, here's another one. Uh, and teachers, feel free. Let us know. 215-263-WMMR if there's some interesting new clicks or something that might be worth bringing up in this conversation. Uh, this teacher said there's the group who want to grow up to be influencers now. Oh, They're yeah. already yeah. very active online and are obsessive about getting more views and followers. I mean, not just... Just to have viewers and followers just to, you know, have a big number. But you have your mind set on, I would like to be an influencer. Like, that's how you're going to make your money when you yeah. get older. So, if you go, so I, when I go on TikTok, I go on the general feed. I just go down the general feed. And a lot of times you'll see these influences and you'll see, you know, like, I'm like, I hope parents know that there's, somebody knows that they're doing this online. Because you'll see, Peter, be very young girls, you know. Suggestive and, stuff. Right. And I'm like. Whoa! And a lot of times they'll um, they'll announce their age, I guess, because that makes it better. But it doesn't. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think everyone is an influencer in the making, at least the predominant amount. And they're 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 guys who are doing the same thing, and they they uh, they put what they consider are like acting auditions up online and all this stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm all for being proactive mm-hmm. with a career, mm-hmm. but you don't have to rush it. No, I mean, listen, um, Preston had that story in the Bazaar file yesterday of the girl who is a quote-unquote model or Instagram. Right. Right. So she had like 2,000 followers, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think um, that was the press being liberal with their description. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 2,000. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there are some people who like do the, the bottle cap kickoff on the top of the... And they've got 2 right, million followers. Right, right, yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, here's another teacher who says, talking about uh, clicks in 2021, uh, most groups are football players, gamers, and horse girls. It's a horse girl. I They're don't know. like a centaur. No, not like half oh, horse, I'm half sorry, human. <laughs> I assume either they, <laughs> they are riders? obsessed with horses and they or they ride horses. That's always been. Or they're just like 
Girls who love ponies. I don't well, really know. There's, so uh, there's a, a little group in uh, in my neighborhood who they all ride horses. So I mean, I don't know if that's what they're called, but um, mm. you you know the girls that are going to the stables on the weekends, and you know that's where they'll be, and you know all their po- uh, pictures are of them riding or of their mm. horse. You always uh, growing up, didn't you know some some girls who were very much into the equestrian thing? Yeah, yeah. All throughout elementary school, now, they tended to be more families with more means to. You know, do not necessarily that. though. I mean, yeah. you can do. Um, there are Rent riding clubs. Yeah, yeah. essentially, I you mean, can also do partial ownership. I didn't can. know that. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a friend, and you know, they're not like uh, a timeshare and a horse. Uh, yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah. yeah, and so uh, his daughter is really into riding horses, and and she um, started doing it because she loves it, and then has, has created some friendships out of it. So listen, it's, it's not obscenely expensive as you might imagine. Nick, on a basic level, if you can if you can learn how to take care of an animal because yeah. they are demanding, oh, that's yeah. a that's a good skill set to learn. Absolutely. Here's a uh, uh, urban dictionary, so take it for what you will. This horse is girl, a horse girl, and believe it or not, it's not perverted. It says a uh, a girl. I said perverted. <laughs> I know <laughs> perverted. A girl who owns a horse and or has her social media profile picture set as her and her horse. Okay. Uh, accuses people of pretending to be country on a constant basis. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, hang on. One of our former interns is on the line. One of our favorites, Peyton. Peyton. Hey, Peyton. Hey. Long time hey, no see and hear. How are you? I'm good. I'm driving to a middle school right now. All right. Uh. So you're a teacher. Oh. I am. I am. And what what have your observations been of clicks that we might not be aware of, or or some that are just worth shining a light on? I definitely don't have any stock clicks. <laughs> no stocks. No yeah. stocks. Um, definitely, a lot of kids want to be influencers, and kids want to be YouTubers and gamers. Um, that's a big. That's a big new one. Um, otherwise, a lot of the same, like all the kids who play football and all the kids who, you know, do any sport or the kids who don't do sports and are <laughs> like school. The, the, the standard stuff on, on that side. But I'm curious, Peyton, with all of the focus, especially on social media with influencing and YouTube channels and all this stuff and the, the, the promise of perhaps quick money. Um, it, it, how much of a distraction is that for kids in school? It doesn't become an issue. Of. I mean, virtually it's been it's been great, but uh, like when we're in person, they're always on their phones. I'm constantly yeah. taking them from them, and um, whenever I say, oh, "What do you guys want to be when you grow up?" It's always you know a gamer. I want to be famous for you know being on YouTube, and I'm yeah. like, "Okay, well, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. guess it's akin to. A rock star, you yeah. Know? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a different yeah. version of yeah. the entertainment world. It's it's a being famous, you know, yeah. and there's and, one and wanting to do that, and I certainly wanted to do that. Am I incorrect in thinking there's a difference? And Peyton, maybe you can weigh on this as well. You you the the access to becoming a rock star wasn't as easy as having a phone with a right. social media account. You were at least expected to learn an instrument or something. Yeah, you can, this you is a can little sign more... up for a free account, and if you have a phone, you right. can get started. Right. But, and is being uh, an influencer or a gamer a little more attainable than being a rock star, don't I, you think? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah very much so. By, by... I think at least they think so. Like, okay. Definitely more attainable. You you have a a better shot. Listen, you still have to be charismatic. You still have to have things to say and and entertainment to show. But 
you don't have to spend a long amount of time learning a, a quote unquote skill like uh, you know a, a physical skill yeah. like playing an instrument yeah. like singing or something like that or dancing or whatever it may be things that we tend to think is being more substantive that doesn't mean that what you're doing is going to all of a sudden be right. uh, you know entertaining to people no. but you have a better shot at it you have a you know you have a, 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 a it's a more level playing ground to at yeah. least get started i think so anyway all right yeah. Peyton, it's great to hear from you yeah, great to talk to you guys. I miss you guys. We miss you too. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. Um, when, just real quick before you go, um, when I was in high school, the basic click groups were as follows: you had the jocks, you had the freaks, yeah, you had the socias, which were kind of freaks, part of the jocks, I about that. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had pretty much the nerds. Where'd you fall? Yeah. Uh, I was freak and nerd so i was in band so i had a little bit of that nerd thing but i ran with all the all the, the kind of I, I ran with kind of the bad crew but not the real like criminals you know what i mean i was like the wannabe like i wore the denim jackets and all that stuff you, and you weren't doing anything bad right let's get the quick assessment <laughs> uh, casey what 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 were you in high school what was your click i was just i wasn't a click i mean i was probably part of the crew who was just trying to blend in yeah and yeah. uh like be as uh, popular as possible, but yeah. knowing his place, you know what I mean. I, I like, don't think, I think you're. I, I I don't think that's correct because all of the oh, people. Why didn't we went to high school <laughs> together? No, but what I'm going to say is, all of the people that I know, a lot of people that you went to high school with, yeah, and they were all in the popular crowd, and they all know you, and you were friends with them. Yeah. So, all right. Casey so was a floater. My yeah. senior year of high school, like a like turd. Yeah. My senior year of high school, I was like so lucky I sat at the popular table at lunch, right? So when you at lunch, like you sat at the same table all year long. This is Catholic school, right? It was this, assigned? Well it wasn't assigned, but, but you essentially you assigned spot. you assigned yourself that table um when you sat there in the beginning because everybody you could you had to you had to clean the tables when yeah. the, when everything was over. Right, so right. you had to sit at the table. So I sat at the popular table, but I was the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you had like the king of the table, right. and then the, the 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 little jester at the end of the table, and oh. I was happy to be there. You were the jester. So when Greg yeah. Tolman would pick up the table, it would all slide. On it would all you. slide. Yeah. No, because uh-huh. that was the geek table. Greg okay. Tolman didn't pick up his own table. He picked up the geek table. Uh, uh, Kathy, uh, we assume you were. Don't assume. <laughs> what Don't were you? assume. Yeah. Um, no, so you know what? Mine was sort of uh, categorized, it, like Preston mentioned, but also uh, in where you lived. Right. So, like, I was from the other side of the tracks. Oh, I see. So um, that's sort of where you found more of the freaks and the uh, bad kids. And so that's sort of where you I grew felt, up. Okay. And, and so some of them, and like Preston said, like may, I think maybe I was friends with people like Preston, like not the real, real bad kids. <laughs> um, but then there was, then there was the, you know, the, the people who had a little more money and uh, that was like Queen Bee. And, you know, so I was also friends with that. Group. Okay. I think I would have been friends with Kathy in high school. You think you would have been? I really do. Yeah. I think you and I would have hit it off. So my mom always said uh, to us growing up, like, that our... boy Preston's on the phone. <laughs> no, our group of friends, like we had such a large group of friends that I don't think she said I don't think you were necessarily considered a clique because right. we had there was such a large group and like I said from different areas there were you know like one of my really good friends uh, was in the band and she was in no way you know uh, categorized as like nerdy or anything like that so we kind of were spread out all over the place which was nice Nick yeah. where did you fall 
I was a floater for sure. I was yeah. friends with the popular kids. I was friends with the nerds. I was a nerd. I was occasionally popular. Um, but I'm on a, on a group text chat with um, high school friends. There are nine or ten of them. We chat almost every day, if not every day. There are people in Columbia, South America, and California, and Rhode Island. So, like, I'm I'm still really close with a lot of my high school friends, and I'm grateful. But that group... The, the people in that group, there was a jock in there. There was me. You know, like it, yeah, it, it yeah. was a really varied group. So yeah. um, I'm happy about that. And it's funny because my group, and I'm sure my kids are listening right now, but, uh, you know, there, there were uh, jocks and smart people and this and that. And the one the common thread we all had. Stoners. Booze and pot. <laughs> that was it, man. It was wow. the 80s. But yeah. that, was, that was it. I yeah. mean, seriously. Um, all right, so let me read a few more of these, and I can take some phone calls. Uh, here is a, uh, a teacher talking about the, the cliques that are in nowadays, or in 2021, and this teacher said, the anime girls are now K-pop girls. Yeah. And this teacher said, there are no Korean students in our school, but the Korean club is very active. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, so... Kate, but the, the anime is still and and uh, manga, all that stuff is still yeah. super huge. Sure, and, and you'll find um, so many uh, the kids and adults, and and th- th- that's still robust. And in the world of cosplay, th- that's huge. So uh, yeah, but I, there's been a large large porting over to K-pop. I agree. Another teacher says mostly it's just the vapors and the non vapors, uh, uh, the vapors who try to get away with their habit in the bathroom, and the non vapors who sometimes rat them out. Man, I. Rat. Oh, you rat fink. You don't rat people out. Uh, I was a smoker. I smoked every single day in high school right. when, my senior year, uh, and I never got caught. But, man, if I had vapes. It'd be so th- easy. It'd be so easy. Where'd yeah, you have because... to go to smoke? Uh, I smoked in the third Teacher's floor. Lounge. No, third floor bathroom. Third okay. floor. Uh, you were actually smoking in the boys' room. Yeah, really? Third floor God, bathroom. I never tried to get away with that. In the would, language where, wing. Where would you go, Preston? We actually had a smoking lounge for yeah. the students. It was allowed. Okay. It? Right. You had to be a junior or a senior, and you could go outside and you could smoke uh, d- between classes. Right. I mean, if you had enough time between, if you could make it before the tardy bell, you could slip out and smoke half. A and there was a bar out there too, right? <laughs> well, we, Preston, we sort of had that as well, but it was it wasn't on campus, so you technically had to walk to the sidewalk <laughs> and right on the edge of where the high school was. And same thing, they would go out in the middle of their class, have a cigarette, and then come back. This was sanctioned. It was an official location on the school. A teacher would be out there to make sure people wow. weren't smoking weed, uh, <laughs> or you weren't too young to be out there smoking. Because yeah, cigarette is that you. Could do it. Why are your fingers all black? Yeah. Steve, what, did you say where you fell in high school? Oh, no, I was, I would have been. So I, I got bumped around a lot because of the way they were redistricting things. So um, I would have been like a floater. However, because I was a, um, I was funny and I ended up falling in a, like, like the guy who a lot of people in the school was terrified of Preston, like, you know, the, the the he psycho. loved you because you made him laugh or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I, and like he was, he, he hey Steve. So I'd be walking by. <laughs> hey Steve. Oh yeah, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Vinny Del Pret was his name. I remember. And and he was like, I oh, mean, Randy Recca at my school. <laughs> <laughs> People were terrified of him. Terrified oh, of I, him. I, this I guy still, loved me. I still won't say who the person was that terrified us in school. And there is a connection to this show, and I'm not going to mention it because I'm still not still terrified of him, but I don't know where he is today. <laughs> you don't know. Better uh, safe than sorry. God, Randy yeah. Becca, Steve Elmer. Um, 
Curtis Jackson. Oh, or John, John no. Stiffy. Man, there were a few of them yeah. that were like. Why do they always have like, those names? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> Huge bowler. Like this yeah. close to going to prison people. You yeah. Know? Uh, t- Tony yeah. Canisano was the, uh, was yeah. another one who, who liked yeah. me as well. What happened, what ended up happening, though, Kathy, was that I, I, I could have gone down that, that they all wanted me to play football, and I, I started to go down that track. And and the a lot uh, the first couple of times the teachers who were the coaches were all teachers that were were not were nasty you know like so and so I, I, I like yeah it, it changed my course uh. you know the sportos motorheads geeks <laughs> sluts bloods wasteoids dweebies dickheads they all adore him they think he's a righteous dude that's a pretty good rundown of, <laughs> yeah. of some of the clicks here's here's another one for you yeah your freshmen rotsy guys preps. JV jocks, Asian nerds, cool Asians, varsity jocks, unfriendly black hotties, girls who eat their feelings, girls who don't eat anything, desperate wannabes, burnouts, sexually active band geeks, the greatest people you will ever meet, and the worst. Beware of the plastic. And by the way, the burnouts—that was kind of the, the the freaks as well. The same thing we had. Though I never, you know, I've never been drunk. I've never done drugs. However, I always found the burnouts very easy to get along with. They were so chill. Here's a text that says, "Oddly enough, our two school bullies are both currently serving jail time." Go <laughs> 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 oh, figure. Uh, here's one more clip from uh, Clicks. That is Alana's group over there. They do the TV station. They think that's the most important thing on earth. Uh-huh. And that's the Persian Mafia. You can't hang with them unless you own a BMW. And there's Elton in the white vest. And all the most popular boys in the school. Including my boyfriend, ain't he cute? Yeah. It's funny. I, I could have done that, too. I could have been at lunch and gone, that person, that person, yeah, them, yeah. they're this, they're that, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? If you go back to Fast Times at Ridgemont High, remember one of the categories was girls who look like Pat Benatar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, let me go to John, who's not a teacher, but he's got a 13-year-old daughter. John, good morning. Yeah, Juice. Yeah, Juice, buddy. What's up? Dude, real quick before we get started, I was just cleaning out my attic and found my Y100 song. I didn't know what I was calling for, and I was all excited. These guys are like, you won. And I'm like, what did I win? And my mom was standing there, and you're like, So I just found it in the attic. That's funny, um, man. Yeah, no, I'm not a teacher, but I'm a single full-time dad. My daughter's 13. It's kind of interesting. We're just talking about this. So her and her friends who went to the skate park this weekend, they're all getting back into skating big time. I started talking about, well, what's the different cliques? Like, I imagine that Steve was probably a hot Cheeto girl in high school. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, there's a, on this list, there's the hot Cheeto girls. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Dude, yeah, that's what I said. I said, well, what's the deal? So a hot Cheeto girl is kind of like this stuck up. Long nails, fake eyelashes, and they eat hot Cheetos all the time. And it <laughs> so like hot Cheeto girls. So, so yes. Oh my god, I never. John, knew that. My girlfriend's addicted to hot Cheetos, but I don't think she'd be a hot Cheeto girl. Like that. So there's an actual click because they like those in the first place. She might play it out, Nick. I don't know. <laughs> right. So so John, is it like is it like like a, like a 13 year old Real Housewife? <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. Know. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Are you allowed to, <laughs> to uh, eat Takis if you're a hot Cheeto girl? Oh, they're nuts over Takis. I think that's a different group. They kind of clash. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> your hot food of preference. Gang warfare. Yeah, it's fun. like that's the cheese and the Takis. <laughs> yeah. Though John just bring up something that is happening, and, and he's correct. The, the resurgence of skateboarding 
and the resurgence of um, not that it ever went away, but young girls getting into it. Oh, that's yes, cool. uh, yeah. dude, it's all girls, all girls. No kidding. Yeah, always at it. It's awesome. Bam's Bam's been posting uh, footage of uh, some some young girls who are okay. like who are just killing it. John, what were you gonna say? Oh, as far as the stock thing, I kind of have a theory on that. So I've done everything there is in life, and it's a hard balance between trying to make enough money working 80 hours a week and raising a kid on your own and giving them enough time. And right. I think that's the 90s kids. There's a lot of us that are single parents, and we're kind of obsessive over how do we provide them with enough money and enough knowledge to use that money to have a different yeah. life. Wisely. So I'm into the stock market. Um, I started teaching my daughter when she was about 10. Oh, wow. And then this, this craze came out. And I think it's the fact that it's so accessible. You can jump on your phone using that. Yeah. And if you look at it, it was actually kind of our generation that learned how to beat the hedge funds in the stock market. And no, yeah. And their kids. Yeah. So it's become an obsession with them. But I, I got to give it to them. My daughter being 13, the kids around her age, they're actually well, well, uh, how am I trying to say this? Balanced. They, they take on a variety of things. Yeah, they're yeah. well-versed in education. They like to learn. A lot good. of them do. It's good. That's uh, encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. So if you make it, anything, it catches on to the fad with YouTube. I mean, that's TV nowadays. That right. is their TV. Right. So especially with the stock markets and stuff. But right. some, of the, some of the names of the group she said, I'm not even going to mention because I started asking her, well, what's that? And I went, all right. I'm, well, you, you got you us know, into the stuff. hot Cheeto category, like so Thanks, we're, we're, we're good. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> we'll see you. That's it, man. Got to go. Take care, guys. All right, see you. Enjoy that thong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me go to Heather. He's a music teacher. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, Good morning it. it. We were talking about, you know, clicks in this uh, day and age in 2021. Like, I think it was last year, the year, maybe it was two years ago, when Visco Girls, remember? Yeah. Visco. I still have my Visco Girl <laughs> bottle water right here. Yeah. Water yeah water. I, remember, I remember Visco Girls. There's still a few of those left, but it's not as big. So okay. I teach middle school orchestra. Okay. And you would think orchestra is a click in its own, um, but it's not. It's really diverse. And so I've got a little bit of everything. I've got some stunk kids. I've got some... Um, horse girls, which is fine because I'm a grown-up horse girl, so it's all good. Um, my favorites that make me laugh all the time, though, are my wannabe influencers because our assignments are turned in as videos. So they send me videos of them playing whatever music we're working on that week. And so these little influencers will start their videos off. Hi, I'm so-and-so, and today we're going to play the G major scale, so let's get Started. Yeah, so they're, oh, yeah. they're giving the delivery. Yeah. That's kind of it's fun. Amazing. It's amazing. And then they play their scale and they go, So that was the G major scale. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. And they're just they're so happy and adorable. And like they've got these great They're working you know, they're they're, they're trying. They're working yeah. on their hosting. Right, duties. right. Great. And that listen, if you I will say this. Um, you know, there's there's a downside to thinking that that is an, an entree immediately to to uh, fame and fortune. However, the skills yeah. that you develop by yeah. communicating to people, mind you, you're not communicating in person, and that's another issue on another side. But um, to do a presentation, yes. to to do that, that that will serve you in life. Yep, agree. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they've got such personality, and they really like you said they're they're working it. They're you know, and it's, uh, after watching, you know. 
video upon video upon video. It's actually kind of nice and refreshing, so I actually enjoy it. Just make sure they don't start OnlyFans page. That's uh, the stuff you got to say. Thanks, Heather. Flag. Appreciate it. It is cute, though. Like, every single one of their videos, and I hear Jace doing it, too, like, starts with, hey, guys, today yeah. we're gonna, and Everyone. then explain it. Uh, there's a couple of... More, more appropriately, hey, guy. Uh, a couple other things hey, on this list. Uh, he's a private account. No one can even see it. He's making YouTube videos. <laughs> There's one that says uh, they appear to be an up. There appear to be an uptick in weeb kids. Weeb is what now? I don't know. But like with a clear with a clear divide between the cool ones and the dorky ones, like two separate groups. They all seem to be consuming the same media, though. So I don't know what that right. is. Weeb. Uh-huh. Um, Weebio, I know. I remember. Weeaboo, an often derogatory term for people obsessed with uh, Japan, Japan and supposedly Japanese culture. Okay, well, that would be me. Right. Uh, here's I'm one. This is uh, my aunt is a teacher. She said there are a lot of try-hard charmer students. Basically, they're students who try too hard to be funny, cute, but end up looking like idiots, <laughs> and they're not aware that they keep doing it. Um, here's one. Here, so I would say two groups that stand out to me uh, are the new weebs. And the ESL kids says the new weebs are cool and dorky. The cool ones actually do other stuff like sports or something, but also love anime. Dorky ones only weeb all the time. The ESL kids have their own dorky and cool weeb groups that are essentially the same as above, but happen in Portuguese or Spanish. Is that wow. the English is a second language? Maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, uh, the ESL, ESL population is growing exponentially every year. Portuguese, okay. huh? Here's one that says, uh, I'm kind of surprised that nobody's mentioned a vegan group. They tend to roam together. Okay. Do not have, well, veganism wasn't really, vegetarianism was was in its embryonic stages when we were in school. Uh, Here's one that says, I see K-pop fanatics, esports gamers, and YouTubers, TikTokers. So they're... A click of sorts. I'm yeah. so surprised they haven't even mentioned, like, they have mentioned jocks, right? But yeah. you would tend to think that jocks means guys, but... Oh, no. It's it's definitely um, a girl thing as well. Like, the, the, the field hockey, softball... Soccer and lacrosse and bi- basketball, like that, those are all huge things. Did and you those are softball. All, uh, I did, yeah, I yeah. did, and those are all like year-round things now. Yeah. All right, and then we can wrap with this one because this is an interesting observation. It says, uh, honestly, I and this is from a teacher. I just noticed there aren't as many of those types of groups compared to when I was in school during the nineties. The students seem more accepting, and the barriers to entry into groups don't seem as fixed or harsh. The baskets, basketball star is into anime. The emo kids now listen to hip-hop. Country club kids are organized social justice protest. It's kind of all over the place right now. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But I could also see following into the, 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 traps. Stand, the standard trope. It's going to happen. Yeah. Humans yeah. do that. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Interesting look, though. New clicks, they do arise from time to time. And uh, this was a Reddit thread that I thought was kind of worth exploring a tad bit. All right, I want us to take a break because we got money to give away. We're going to get back in a moment, and we are going to get to the Preston and Steve money clip contest and bizarre file story, so don't stray too far. We will be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with drive up and go at Acme. 
Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. I had three testicles. Now, here's your money clip keyword. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> the word is shock. All right, that's this hour's keyword, shock, S-H-O-C-K, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways you can do it. You can use our text contest short code. It's made for just for this contest, and the number is 45911. You can also be entered for the $10,000 grand prize if you enter it on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. So there you go, your different ways to do it. One random entry is going to win $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley, so be sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Hyundai City. The word again is shock. S-H-O-C-K. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre So, this Bizarre Five Report brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. Uh, they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. We'll start with the story of Juan Panzo Temajolt. How is X pronounced in... Uh, in like an ush. ush. Okay. Temosh Mush. I can't pronounce his name. Just call him Juan. T-E-M-O-X-O-X-T-L-E. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, Juan died after a manure vacuum truck he was operating sunk into a manure pit at the Shelton Dairy. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, he was operating the manure vacuum truck when it appeared to have lurched forward and fell into the manure pit, submerging the cab of the truck in the fetid liquid manure. Oh, my God. I know. Think of the worst way to go. Fetid liquid manure. Yeah. The release goes on to say the father of three children... And he has a difficult name to pronounce. ...was trapped inside of the truck for 30 minutes before workers were able to get the truck free from the pit using a forklift. Dear God. Uh, He was later declared dead at the hospital. I know. Yeah. He was drowned in liquid... Liquid S. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know they had vacuum trucks for that. I guess they do, yeah. So, wow. Terrible story to I mean, closed coffin, I assume, or... I'm going to guess so. All right, how about this one? I doubt there was a... I, I'm assuming there was a closed coffin for this guy. A man lay dead in Oslo, Norway, in an apartment for nine years before being discovered by a caretaker in December, Norwegian police have said. So he's in an apartment in an apartment complex? Yeah, yeah. Rotting away? I believe so. So the man who was in his 60s 
had been married more than once and had no children. What did his current wife say? But according to neighbors, he kept himself, uh, he kept to himself, and when they didn't see him, they thought that he had moved or been taken to an institution. He's actually a wonderful neighbor, though. He smells like rotting ass. He was found only when the caretaker requested police open the apartment so he could carry out maintenance work. So I don't know if it was in a, an apartment building or, okay. or what. Yeah, but it I was hope a, it's not. It was an apartment, so there were other units around it. Police believe the man died in April of 2011 based on a carton of milk and a letter that were found in his apartment. An autopsy showed he died of natural causes. His pension was stopped in 2018 when the Norwegian Labor and Welfare Administration could not get in touch with him. But his bills continued to be paid Automatically from his bank account. So he had that much in the account. Why? Wow. Wow. A professor at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology said the man would unlikely have lain dead undiscovered for nine years if he had died 30 years ago. The failure of new technological systems to raise red flags when someone did not make physical contact was the, he said, the price we've paid for digital services. So how many loot crate boxes were piled up? It must have been tons. A New York couple has been arrested after police found a four-year-old boy unattended in a car outside an adult store. Oh, man. Police are called to the parking lot of Amazing Intimate Essentials for reports of a four-year-old left in the car alone. Upon arrival, troopers found the boy, as reported with uh, no parents or guardians in sight. And troopers went into the store and found the boy's mother, a 25-year-old New York woman, along with her partner, a 28-year-old New York woman. And police learned that the women had been inside the store for about 15 minutes. Daddy has a magazine with naked ladies hugging. Uh, The mother was charged with risk of injury to a minor and leaving a child unsupervised in a motor vehicle. What's that from? Uh, I I don't know. The Family Guy? Maybe it predates the Family Guy thing, but it's probably a good guess. Hit it one more time if you you got it. Daddy has a magazine with naked ladies hugging. I love it. Uh, okay, so I had a story yesterday of a couple. Um, one of them was found dead in uh, Death Valley. Yeah, it's here's a horrible some, story. Here's some more hikers. A volunteer search and rescue team saved two hikers stranded in a Utah canyon on Friday night. And they saved them by guiding them down the mountain with powerful searchlights. The Salt Lake County Sheriff's search and rescue team received a call on Friday. The two climbers were stranded in Little Cottonwood Canyon. The hikers began their climb at the canyon about 15 miles southeast of Salt Lake City, and they started around 4 p.m. They didn't complete the five-pitch route late in the evening, and they didn't know how to. Uh, they didn't know the decent route or have adequate light to be able to find the repel stations to get back off the route in the dark. They, it got dark and they couldn't you, find you their could way die. down. You make the wrong yeah. move, so they they couldn't lay out their path. So what kind of lights were they using? Searchlights, like like full on mounted on what helicopters? I don't or? know. I don't know. Volunteer rescue. It looks like they're they're they were mounted on the ground. Okay. Volunteer rescuers familiar with the route known as the schoolroom went to its base and shined high powered lights on the repel stations wow. uh, that the standard that the stranded climbers needed and provided them a descent path. Uh, the climbers made it off the mountain. Sorry! Around 2 a.m. with no injury, so it's a long day for them of hiking. Uh, and then finally, we will end with this story, uh, and it's a, a follow-up. A bodybuilder who is in a thruple or a three-way yeah. with two sex dolls oh, says no. that his partners have fallen in love with each other. Oh, my God. Yeah. The sex dolls are in love? 
Yes, Yuri Tol- Tolachuk, uh, Tolchako is back at it again after announcing that he had taken a second sex doll wife, Lola, while his old sex doll wife, Margot, was in repair, and that he is now in a thruple with Lola and another sex doll, Luna. He has now revealed that his two sex doll partners have fallen in love. Uh, the body- That always happens, doesn't it? The bodybuilder from Kazakhstan revealed the latter in an Instagram post where he explained that his dolls, Luna and Lola, were getting on pretty well and claimed that he spends time with them both together as well as separately. He said... So me and Luna get along great. Uh, Lola also fell in love with Luna. I give each of them their separate time, but the three of us get together and are also having fun. He said, Luna is so babe, so honey. I just want to hug her and not let go. Yeah, this guy looks together. He went on to add, uh, P.S. By the way, I'm often asked how a doll differs from a living woman. In addition to the fact that she can be for a long time in different poses and you can realize a variety of fantasies uh she also has a unique nanny hoo-hoo you just unique nanny hoo-hoo uh there are elements that a living woman does not have and you just fly into space when you play with her he says so you're applying <laughs> logic to this he does yeah, yeah. he's in love he's in love, in love with me it's like my fleshlights get jealous of each other. Yeah. You, you, when, you, when you're in love, sometimes you're not in your right mind. You're right. So, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. Steve, does the, uh, the show The Oblongs ring a bell? Because some listeners are that testing That sounds in. right. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. I don't remember this, but it was a cartoon from uh, early 2000s. Will Ferrell was in it and, uh, uh. and Gene Smart. And so uh, apparently that's that clip, the naked ladies hugging, is from uh, the Oblongs. All right. Well done. Thank mm-hmm. you, listeners. We appreciate that. <laughs> and as a reward, we have your chance to win $500. You have about five minutes left to text the word shock uh, to... Uh, I have to poo. <laughs> okay. To 45911. And you can also enter that uh, if you want to be in the running for the $10,000 grand prize uh, on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. So the word again is shock. Uh, good luck to your friend. We'll take a break. Come back in a minute. Don't forget, Danica McKellar is going to be joining us yes. a little bit later on. Our buddy Jake Matera, who's going to headline a Helium Comedy Club as well. We will return in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, good morning, it. This is Luke from the Westchester Mulch Company. We are your number one local source for mulch, topsoil, stone, and firewood. We have been supplying homeowners and landscape contractors since 2019. You can place an order directly on our website at westchestermulchco.com or give me a call at 610-241-0677. Finally, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Westchester Mulch CO. Thanks. Next message. This is Dan from Hot Rod Garage located in 255 Foskies Road in Berlin, New Jersey. We have a lot of charity issues that we do for charity car shows, and we specialize in working on muscle cars. You can visit our website at hrgperformance.com, and all WMMR listeners get 20% off of labor. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. 
Quickly, a couple of shout-outs, if you don't mind. Uh, my son's friend, Donovan, was over at the house the other day and let me know that uh, he got a new job. Uh-huh. And that apparently everybody who works on the job listens to the Preston Steve show That's every morning. Awesome. So I want to give some love and a shout-out to the fence medic and the gang that work there. So thank you guys for listening while you work. We appreciate that. Uh, and then one more quick one. This says, uh, hey, press, and they're in Harleysville, by the way. I do want to mention that, the fence medic. Um, this uh, email says, hey, Preston, my husband and I have been loyal listeners to your show for the past 10 years, even podcasting while we lived in South Carolina and Arkansas. My husband just got an awesome job in Maine, and we are currently listening to you guys and road tripping across the country in separate cars to get there. Wow. Uh, I'd like to request a shout out to my awesome husband, Chad, who is probably going insane because he gets to drive with uh, in the car with the cat, but is my rock <laughs> No matter where we live. So excited to be on the East Coast again. Have a great flight, Selena. <laughs> so here's a shark. Uh, I have to speak to this because when we were uh, moving down from New York to here, uh, I bit the bullet. And at the time, we just had a couple of cats. And they were drugged up and they were in the car because they were so terrified. And Preston uh, driving down in uh, the vehicle with all the stuff and furniture in the car. <laughs> and the cats literally from New York to down here <laughs> the entire way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, joy. Oh, it was one. My wife still owes me for that one. <laughs> All right. You know what? I've been sitting on some stories for a while that need to be shared. Really? And they're all about food. And therefore... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the connoisseur. We're going to hear about food and drink and all sorts of stuff. That's what he does. But you know, the funny thing is he's not putting on his hat. Oh, man, do I have to put it on? Put on the goddamn hat. All right. (laughs) I got it. It's back here. He's getting his hat. He's putting it on. That was a Jeopardy answer the other night, uh, the toque. Yes. Uh, uh, and the only reason I knew it was because of this goddamn segment. Ah. <laughs> the only reason I'm hesitant to put the hat on is I have to put it on over my headphones. We do need to let that out a little bit. We appreciate <laughs> you doing it. Weird, doesn't yeah, it, Kathy? It's fine. It, it does look, look good. good. Oh, it looks amazing. All right. So anyhow. <laughs> it looks amazing. It doesn't look weird at all. No, it looks Doesn't awesome. look weird at all, does it? <laughs> no. uh, I love this story. Kraft <laughs> has created... Grilled cheese incense for you to burn in your home. <laughs> now, right. This to me would be an issue. I'll tell you why. Because grilled cheese, its smell is so over. It, it, it drives me so crazy that I have to have grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Then if you can't contain yourself, I then can't. This like, like might a, not be for you. Chocolate chip cookie candles would do the same thing as well. I, I couldn't. I, I would. I would buckle. So it's called Kraft Singles Grilled Cheese Scents. And it comes with a wooden branded incense holder. Uh, to get it, you'll need to tweet using the hashtag Breathe Cheesy and mm. Sweepstakes now through April 15th for your chance to win it. Now, <laughs> wait a minute. We're to- I was told you can't do contests on Twitter. We had a lengthy discussion about this the other yeah, day. What, what is that about? What the hell is the deal with that? Marissa would know. She's our uh, social media maven. Uh, it's our company. It's not oh. the world. It's our company. Okay. We need to work for Kraft Cheese. That's yeah. what we need Ooh, to can do. Can we? Please. Uh, by the way, my daughter has just uh, gotten on an incense kick. Okay. okay. Kathy, you would hate Diet. it. Diet. I you, would die. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't live. Uh, and so she's been burning it. We've, we've allowed this. and In uh, a room? In a room. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Have the but, posters gone up yet? No. The po- <laughs> well, so she wants posters up. But anyhow, 
Uh, winners, by, by the way, will be notified via Twitter uh, DM beginning on April 16th. There are a thousand sticks of the special incense up for grabs. You're not going to let her put nails in the wall, are you? No. <laughs> you got to do the, the command shore strips house. or command hooks, Kath? Not yeah. the sure. <laughs> oh, God, no. The command hooks rip off the drywall. Well, then how do you hang things? This isn't what I was going to do. You have to be really sure that you want it there. You okay. can do Velcro. All right, guys. All right. Uh, so two things. Uh, incense we only ever used in college when we were trying to mask the smell of something sure, else. Sure, sure. Which then smelled like something else in incense. And incense, right. So uh, whenever anyone had... smelled the incense, yeah. they knew, incense they knew, or incest, they knew you were a smoking pot. No, we had uh, incense. We also had an amazing exhaust system with one fan blowing in and another fan blowing out. And oh, then, and yes, and then we also had a, you know, the blow tube, which yeah. pressed, what did you call that? Uh, uh, somebody called it a man. What was that? Like it wasn't a filter. Um, so it was a it, it was, was a buffer or something. So like are we that. talking something like on a didgeridoo level out the window? No, no, no it was so, a yeah. it was a toilet paper roll with um um fabric fabric uh, oh all right. fabric softener sheets in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just sitting there with the tube out the window. Yeah. I, I don't know call if that. I would like this grilled cheese scent. Like anything. So grilled cheese. Like if you're making. Uh, anything in the frying pan, really, like home fries or anything like that. Don't you love that smell? No. no. I no. Love, listen, listen, I Kathy, love bacon? home fries. When you're oh, going to eat it, though. When, no. When you oh know it's leading God. to eating it, don't you like that? Well, so, wait. Well, what? Hold on. Wait, I, let, me re- <laughs> let me respond to you. So, okay. it gets... Okay, here's the thing. So, if it was chocolate chip cookies... I'm not going to, when I walk out of the house, my shirt, my hair is not going to smell like that chocolate chip cookie smell. I think it's when it lingers on me. So if I cook something in the frying pan like that, it, it gets in my hair, my shirt, and I'll smell like it for the rest of the day. And that's what I can't stand. Okay. Okay. I only cook uh, grilled, in cheese. The <laughs> grilled oh, cheese sandwiches on a, on a griddle. Um, and no. But Steve, still the, oh, same smell. But also. Yeah, it's the same thing as a frying pan. If I was about to make a grilled cheese sandwich and I got everything ready and then I opened the fridge and the only cheese I had were Kraft Singles, yeah. I wouldn't make a grilled cheese sandwich. I just what do you I, make it I, I can only wow. do it with like deli uh, cut. And yet that whole cheesesteak cheese argument happened. And you are, you're an enigma when it comes to the definition of food. Someone's nose is way up in the air. Well, no, I just don't like the singles. And I would never, I, I, wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't make a cheesesteak with those I used to case. <laughs> I used to make it with the plastic on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you'd leave the individual yeah, wraps on Sure, there. man. It was great. Well, anyhow, if you are interested in Kraft Singles grilled cheese scents, you got a you gotta tweet. And the hashtags are breathe cheesy and sweepstakes. Don't you find it overpowering? Like, for example... Um, um, you know, when I like chicken fingers or like any type of grilled food that you probably shouldn't be having or, or fried food, to me, it's like I gotta get away from this because I want to eat this now. Yeah, it becomes it smells overwhelming. Great. That's why when you walk down, you know, say like a boardwalk or something yes. like that, and you smell those French oh fries my or God, whatever. It's, we need to go. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, let me see what else we got here. I have several stories, so I want to make sure I get to them. Hey, can I request the bell? For a story? Yeah, sure. Right. Next, next story up. Thank you. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, Costco closed down their on-site food courts, limited their menu, and also stopped serving free food samples. And in a recent interview with Costco's CFO, Richard Calanti, he said that food courts are slowly going to be coming back, as will free samples. Uh, he added that uh, some of the first items will be back for sampling uh, some of the yeah will be uh, breakfast sandwiches, noodle dishes, and meatballs. Let me ask you something. So we have the concept of the food court. Would it not be feasible to actually, in a legal court, 
give free samples of food while cases are going on. It's yeah. Called, also right? called out of food court. Right? <laughs> well, you would, I mean, somebody serving on well, The likelihood uh, of people, right, showing up for their yeah. court dates if they're gonna would get lunch increase out of it. if you got, you know, some pigs in the blanket. Yeah. Hey, I went to um, Kalahari over our our spring break, and I was surprised that they had their buffet opened. I don't even what's Kalahari. Uh, it's an indoor water park. Yeah, it's okay. like Great uh, Wolf Lodge. Okay, yeah. where, where is it? Yeah, their buffet was open. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. I was shocked, and it wasn't the first one that I saw. I, I forget where I saw another one. Um, I mean, there were some like precautions. It looked like they were taking it to where everybody had to wear gloves. Like each time you went up, there was disposable gloves, and you had to put them on and right. then handle the stuff. But um, yeah, I was shocked to see it. How, how well covered was the food? Covered? Did it you, wasn't covered at all. So, by my reckoning, if you're going to do it these days, you should have the same things they use to manipulate radioactive rods. <laughs> right. Right. With, right. Uh, right. With, their, with their robotic. I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. Man, that but, place is a uh, massive, Kathy. Uh, I've yeah. only driven past it. I've never been inside. But, Steve, it's it's north of Jack Frost. It's not oh, too far it? from there. It's yeah. close oh, is it cool? Camelback, yeah. is it not? Uh, it's in between Jack Frost and Camelback. It's, yeah. it's like right off of 380 um, it's near, like near Pres- Toby Hanna. President's like Great Wolf on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Is wow. it? It's yeah. huge. And that the slides. Cool. The slides to go outside and then come back inside. It's uh, pretty there impressive. Was... Do you have to stay there in order to go in the water park? I, I don't. Because that's think... the difference. Yeah, Great Wolf Lodge so. makes you stay there. I don't think so. I think that there are uh, tickets available if you're not staying there. Okay. Because I called before I went to ask about their capacity and all of that kind of stuff. And the water park was different than the hotel, which interesting. Right. You didn't have to stay there. Well, uh, if you're a Costco fan, and believe it or not, their food is good there. Uh, and it's inexpensive because you're a member, so you get a cheaper price. And I then like the, and samples the samples too. are great. I, I do. It's to me that was part. You know, mm-hmm. um, when when you when you want to live on the on the the, the you know the, the wealthy side of the tracks, you go to Costco and try all these samples, Preston. All right, live order, like the gourmets live. Order up. Next one. Here we go. Next order is what, Preston? It's, I, I mean, connoisseur. Um. Well, it's called Dingus. Dingus? I kid you not. And I read this, and I brought it up for the name alone. A local celebration in South Bend, Indiana, is coming back to life, and it's called Dingus Days. Dingus Days. Yeah. A year ago, the pandemic brought the end of Lent celebration to a screeching halt. I've never heard of oh, Dingus is, Days. Th- this is what follows Puttapalooza. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 Dingus Days. Ding, ding, Dingus Days. Organizers are doing what they can to make sure the tradition continues. The pandemic caused Dingus Day <laughs> to have a little different look than usual in South Bend this year. By the way, Dingus, the word Dingus was used quite wonderfully in the third season of Stranger Things. Yes. Uh, was it Allison, I think, was a character who worked at uh, at Ships Ahoy? The, right, the, 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 the sassy she kept, um, girl. Yeah, yeah, she kept calling Steve, you Dingus, and I'm like, I love that well, word. Steve, I love it. Steve Brule uh, on the, uh, this, the series you've seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, um, God, who's, who's, uh, God, he's, who's John C. Riley. John C. Riley. He plays this crazy, he calls himself Dr. Steve. Oh, Rule, yeah, 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 yeah. But he calls everybody a dick. Oh, it's one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> he's seen. He's got the crazy hair. Absolutely. And the glasses. We have yeah. a ton of clips we use. So Dingus is used, uh, and so apparently it hasn't stopped the, the fact that Dingus Day ended. It hasn't stopped a few people from still having a good time with sausage and sauerkraut. Mm. So I guess that's what a Dingus Where is. Where are the sausages? Where's your sauerkraut? Because a dingus is 
I, yeah. It's penis, pretty yeah, much, right? I always and, thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, or idiot, or whatever it may be. So, to-go orders are $15 a plate if you buy six dinners, and it is uh, it is the price for five, so you get one for free, said President <laughs> They chuck Kim. in an extra dingus. Huttick. Yeah, you get a free dingus with that. What was the city you said, Preston? It's in, in South Bend. Okay, so apparently there's also a dingus day in Buffalo, and it has something to do with the pussy willows coming into bloom. Ooh. Really? Yeah, so it's... Dingus a, and pussy, pussy willows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, what was uh, usually a kitchen in a hall filled with people socializing and eating sausage and sauerkraut and green beans is instead an empty hall and drive through celebration. Can you imagine the methane produced off that event? Dingus day. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so, there you go. There's your dingus. I uh, just nice. thought that would be what we're sharing. So, all right, let me see what else we got here. Um, Next story up. All right, how about this? Pandemic wreaked havoc on the global supply chain, causing shortages of toilet paper, computer chips, a bunch of stuff. Now, one of the casualties you may not be aware of, ketchup packets. I heard about this. Kraft Heinz confirmed the ketchup shortage uh, to to the Insider publication. And Steve Cornell, the company's president, said uh, that demand for ketchup has outstripped supplies. The popular condiment has already become a difficult item to get at drive throughs In July, CNN reported ketchup packets and other single-use items could soon be in short supply. Sales of the packets spiked 300% in the beginning of 2020 from the previous year. So, you know, obviously a lot of a lot more people were doing takeout. A lot of the restaurants converted to takeout, and so they were just, it was a perfunctory thing to sort of throw in some packets. I think now it's more a, a by-request thing, if you want it. Yeah, I've when I've gone to say uh, to um, um, oh man, what's the burger joint right by uh, King of Prussia, right outside the mall? Oh. Shake Shack. Thank you, Shake Shack. They would just give me one little packet of ketchup. What? I know, and that was already gone by the time. And I'm like, really, man? But I guess it's because <laughs> yeah. of this. So I don't use really. I don't use ketchup on my burgers, and I don't use ketchup on my fries. So I didn't oh, realize I, this desperate situation. Mine goes swimming in ketchup. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah you my know what? Fries, Steve? absolutely. You're probably part of the problem because they're putting them in your bag regardless. No, I, I say I, I'll actually go in with the handful of them and throw them in the man. Oh, okay. Face. Well, then you're not part of the problem. So yeah. the ketchup shortage can largely be attributed to the ever changing role of restaurants in the pandemic because of restrictions on restaurants. Many had uh, pivoted to offering takeout instead, a move that significantly increased demand for condiments mm. in individual portion sizes. There you go. Some restaurants that can offer on-site dining have opted not to use communal bottles as well. More people have also been eating at home, meaning that the hospitality industry is also competing with increased domestic demand. Do you prefer, ketchup. Preston, the packet or do you prefer the dipping tub? I'm telling you, man, uh, um, Chick-fil-A has the best ketchup. Okay. That, that little dipping right. yeah. tub that they give you has the option. You can squeeze it out. Yeah. There are two different ways you can open it. All right. You can open it to squeeze it out or you can open it to dip. Okay. Now it's brilliant, I tell you. I'm looking at it right now. It looks yeah. like oh. see at the top it says tear to squeeze, peel oh. to dip. It says that's an album name. Yeah. Tear to squeeze, peel, peel to, to dip. dip. Oh, that's great. Those are that's like the double fantasy album. Yeah. yeah. Now to me, there's only one name in ketchup, and that is Heinz. Some people they're hunts people. Yeah, I'm not I'm not down with the hunts. Yeah, me. <laughs> Michael. Hunts. Bunch of hunts. 
Uh, no, I'm, I'm Heinz, Heinz all the way. If I yeah. had to, yeah. and Hunts was the only option, right? I wouldn't turn it away. Now, I like vaginas. Vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried vagina. It's a great ketchup, but you can only get it one week a month. Okay, that is nasty. <laughs> um, when it comes to mustard, though, I'm kind of like. Whatever. Free yeah. Really? Yeah. You're a free huh. agent mustard I'm guy? I'm a free agent mustard guy. I think yeah. that Heinz is my go-to. However, other... I find... Um, what's the one that's a little sweeter of the collective? Ketchup? Yeah. There is one brand that's kind of known to be a little bit sweeter. Mm, I don't know. All right. Real tomato ketchup? Nothing but the best. You don't even need hamburger. <laughs> ketchup and uh, mustard... I guess I... Probably French's. Well, you know what? I'm kind of, yeah. Golden's? Golden's. I yeah, like well, Golden's. If you're going to go with brown mustard, yes. Yeah. I yes. love brown mustard. I like Golden's. Yep. Yeah. That's good stuff. We had, When we were growing up, we had uh, yellow mustard and, uh, I'm sorry, we had uh, we had Golden's and we had squirt mustard. French's? So, squirt so mustard you, you, you was yellow a, mustard. A squirter yeah. family. Yeah. That's what you guys would call it? We call it squirt mustard because... Yeah. You can go- squirt Golden's, too. We didn't squirt the Golden's. We dipped in and, and we were highfalutin pressed and we did yeah. Golden's with the, you know, dip in oh, with the butter knife. That, in that odd shaped jar. The yes. glass jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You tried it, to squeeze the glass It kind of goes concave towards the top, right? right. Yeah. And but we also, had the leftover juice at the top of the brown that was called musquirt. Like heat juice. <laughs> yeah. Musquirt. Musquirt, yeah. You're going to eat your musquirt? No, that was You got to shake gross. it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I also don't remember the name brand that we used, but I know that it looked like the, the shape of the bottle was like a barrel. Do you guys remember that yep, mustard? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. I know exactly one, and we I would opt for that from time to time. Uh, it's yellow, barrel shaped, even have the little uh, ridges around it. I know right. what you're talking about. Right. And Casey, I want to say it started with an M, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that brand name. M- mustard wasn't <laughs> wasn't Musselman's. Mustard was it? brand mustard. And Musselman's mustard sounded, brand sounds mustard. right, but that's. Apple sauce, I think. <laughs> that would be the most linear. Mustard brand mustard. I um, love mustard. Uh, pre- uh, Nick, I just had yeah. the, the joy of um, the Philadelphia Pretzel Company. Okay, yeah. And, they, they got good stuff. And the mustard, just, I mean, do you need more in life? What is it? What's the brand you guys are talking about? Plockman's. Plockman's. Or Plotchman's. I'm not sure how you <laughs> yeah, pronounce it. Yeah, we were it. a Plotchman's family. Yeah. Yes, I'd like to have <laughs> please. I'm having a gathering of 25 people, and they're all in big fans of Plockman's mustard. What kind of mustard? Plockman's, please. Uh, my daughter. dessert we'd like pudding. <laughs> It's the pudding guy. Uh, he loves Plockman's. Pudding and Plockman's. Wow. Um, my my oldest daughter does not. <laughs> she is a mustard snob, right? Um, right. But uh, mm-hmm. so she does not like spicy mustard at all. So whenever I order her sandwiches, the the places that I order from, they don't like. I will say yellow mustard only. Uh, and if you don't have yellow do mustard, you don't, don't put anything on it. So now, because they've made so many mistakes over the years, that yeah. I'm like just dry, and we just put the mustard on at home. We've almost always got in the fridge like five different kinds of mustard <laughs> yeah. that are ready to go. We've got uh, well, we don't have no. We'll have yellow mustard. We'll have brown mustard, probably golden. We'll have stone ground, a honey mustard, Ooh, yeah. and uh, then you have to have Dijon because yeah. you can mix that and make you know salad dressings what about and things like, like uh, that. A mustard with a little bit of horseradish in there. Not usually. Okay. Uh, sometimes a sweet mustard. Well, that would be honey mustard. But some of them are, and a spicy mustard. So at least five yeah. at any given time will be it's open important. and ready to go. Um, uh, so, by the way, to, to show you how much uh, restaurants are spending on uh, Condiments. this, yeah, executives from uh, Long John Silver's had spent an extra 
$500,000 on ketchup this year wow. because of soaring demand combined with the fact that uh, single-serve portions cost more than bottles. Texas, Texas Roadhouse, which went through 55 million ounces of ketchup in 2020, had to pivot to wholesalers and generic brands after struggling to obtain Heinz ketchup, Casey. Wow. Wouldn't Your Long favorite. John's uh, or, or Texas um, Roadhouse, wouldn't they also have to include, don't they include like A1 steak sauce and other things like that as well? I think they have their own steak yeah. sauce. They, their own they steak probably sauce? do, okay, yeah. but that's not going to get used yeah. nearly as much as, as ketchup as will. Ketchup, you can yeah. use ketchup on Everything. a yeah. lot of steak, different things. Uh, steak fries. Yeah. I mean, it's, isn't it amazing, though, that, <laughs> that over the years, ketchup and mustard have really, they have... They've come into their own. Well, no, they they haven't gone anywhere. I know there, there have been a lot of like you know sauce dipping sauces and toppers and all that sort of that stuff that has come along. Ketchup and mustard. Nothing has displaced them. No, it's crazy. They're the kings of the hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yay! Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Claude. The OGs yeah. of ketchup yeah. and mustard. The OGs, the OGs of condiments. Yes. <laughs> the only thing that's got to beat is salt and pepper. Presenting plockments. <laughs> <laughs> Taste sensation. <laughs> it's an explosion of plock in your mouth. And what's for dessert? Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I have time for one more. Man, there's good stuff here too. I could. Uh, we could do another, another segment easily. Uh, but. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Uh, Jimmy Dean has created breakfast nuggets. So, so sausage nuggets? No, it's more than that. It's sausage, egg, and cheese inside a crispy coating. Okay. That sounds kind of gross to me. What? But yeah, dude, come on. Say it again. Breakfast nuggets. Sausage, egg, and cheese in a crispy coating. So the, this is one of those things where you're, you're okay. It's you so, could just make sausage, egg, yeah, and cheese. It sounds lazy. Yeah. Exactly. However, it, so it might appeal to the person. It's like the, um, like 7-Eleven has the... Uh, um, it might afe- appeal to the obese of, person. Ex- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> this appeals to me. I don't, I think um, it would have been better if they put it in, like if the casing was more biscuity. So uh, this is more like an egg yeah. roll, is it not? Yeah. It looks like uh, it. It looks like it, Steve. Yeah. yeah, or even like a chicken, like a large chicken nugget. What happens know. in these sort of things, Preston, is that one item, now you're going to assume because it's Jimmy Dean that the sausage is going to be to a, a better standard, but uh, something gets phoned in here, and it's my right. guess that it's the eggs, that they're using some sort of egg substitute. Probably, yeah. By the way, the uh, nuggets come with either regular sausage or chicken sausage, if you're watching chicken? Waistline. <laughs> What was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gene. It was chicken sausage. Oh, interesting. Uh, if you want to. Chicken sausage. Chicken sausage. I'm familiar with turkey sausage. Do you provide Pluckman's dipping sauces? Uh, they, if you want, I don't. they don't provide it. You have to buy that separate. So chicken sausage, egg and cheese, and sausage. Egg and cheese. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's chicken sausage, and yeah. one is just regular pork sausage. And they're calling them breakfast nuggets. Of course they are. Uh, somebody texted in and said that uh, they're delicious, though, and fast. Uh, yeah. So somebody likes it's it. It's just like a good hooker. Uh, <laughs> Delicious and fast. I don't know. I kind of want you to hang around for a little bit. <laughs> you like to cuddle with your hookers? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I want to get my money's worth, man. Throwing it back. Don't leave just yet. I want to spoon a bit. <laughs> you like to cuddle with your hookers? <laughs> Paid for the hour. 
Only three minutes in here. <laughs> Read to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how, how do we get from Jimmy Dean to hookers? Gene Simmons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, this is a hooker. Hooker Jimmy. <laughs> Okay. You want to help me with my breakfast nuggets? Jimmy Dean's dead. He's been dead for years, right? Yeah, yeah. he died a few years ago. Oh, but he choked on a nugget. Uh, did One he? of the demo nuggets. <laughs> what a way to go. Yes, this is his dream realized. <laughs> in honor of Jimmy Dean. Yeah. He passed away in 2010. His delivery was always like this, right? Yeah, very... that's right. That's right. Was, uh, he, he was 81 years old. His big hit was uh, Big Bad John. I love that song. Love that it's song? a hokey big Jump, big bad John. Now he was ten feet four and five thousand pounds. <laughs> big John, big, big bad John. John. You guys don't remember that at all. No, big, big John. No, I, I remember Big Red from SNL. The thing yeah. that spit out blood as it rotated. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, big, no. I think it was the same song. It was Big Red. Dun 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 dun. Big no. Red. It was and a it game, was, wasn't it? It was a toy, yeah. and it spun yeah. around, and it just spit blood on the kids everywhere. <laughs> big oh. Bad John. He was a yes. miner or something, right? He worked and in he, a mine. He held up a caving in mine, he saved and, everybody, and saved everybody, but he died. And they left a sign that said, "At the yeah. bottom of this Zero mine lies a big, big, big man. Big, big Bad John. John. <laughs> <laughs> big John." And then that led him to a sausage empire, empire, believe it or not. And hookers. And hookers galore <laughs> and all kinds of breakfast nuggets. God's been good to me. I have a lot of hookers. All right. Um, we have a guest coming up at 9, so should we take, yeah, a, break yeah, take a break? All right. I have more, man. I, I don't know if we want... Kind of Maybe sometime soon. Sometime soon. Definitely have to do that. Definitely have to do that. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Danica McKellar will be joining us, as well as our good friend Jake Matera, who's going to be at the Helium Comedy Club. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Alexa, open MMR. Would it hurt you to say please? Use your smart speaker to listen live from wherever you are. Rock Pierre's workforce blocks while working from home. Get your daily dose of Preston and Steve on demand. Or catch up on the Bizarre Files podcast. Were you one of the first to grab an Amazon Echo a few years ago? Well, aren't you ahead of the curve? Text speaker to 39333 to make sure your Alexa skill is up to date. For a second there, I thought you said we were going on a date. Ha ha ha, no. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are going to skip the traffic for now because we have a guest on the line. We're going to come back uh, to that traffic report in just a moment or two. But uh, we love talking to her. She comes on the show pretty regularly. We love it uh, because we are huge fans. And Steve, you're a diehard. Oh, Hallmark, Hallmark. fan. And, I, and I, I'm digging the Hallmark mysteries, which she is doing as well. Uh, and the Matchmaker Mysteries, and uh, they, they, I mean, listen, they're great. I can't help but I love them. The Art of the Kill yeah, is the one that's premiering Sunday at 8 o'clock. So uh, we are very happy to welcome once again to the show the lovely Danica McKellar. Hey! Good morning, Danica. Hey, guys. How you Good doing? Good morning. Hey, so, you know, Steve was talking about the, uh, the, the various... Uh, Hallmark, uh, I guess, what, what would you call the these? The mysteries. Titles yeah, that yeah, yeah, you're yeah. now involved in. And so is Matchmaker Mysteries different than the other Hallmark Mysteries? I'm losing track here, Danica. <laughs> <laughs> they, do have, they do have quite a few mystery series um, or like series of movies. Yeah, but they're all great. It's fun. They're all sort of 
patterned after Murder, She Wrote, where the main character isn't really a professional yeah. you know, detective or anything, but somehow they get involved in solving murders, and somehow they are really good at it. And in my case, I play a professional matchmaker. That's why it's called Matchmaker Mysteries. And I have a knack for reading people. I can just tell when people are lying. I can tell when somebody, you know, especially what their relationship is with somebody else, I'm really good at reading that. And so that makes me very good at solving these these mysteries. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really fun. They're cute. and, and But it's, you know, they're murder mysteries, but they're the hallmark version of murder mysteries. So nothing ever gets very dark. You know what I mean? No, there's, just, there's, there's no... There's no... Just, there's no brutal murders. Yeah, but for the, I'll tell you what. It, it exactly fits in the realm, uh, you know, like like uh, during the the lockdown and during, you know, people sort of quarantining. Like shows like Columbo, people have been going to that and having a great time and, and, and you know, revisiting that stuff. And my wife and I liken these these uh, movies, which we really enjoy, to you know, a whodunit. It's a classic whodunit, and it's like an Agatha Christie level, and, and it works. Yeah. They're so fun. And you know me, and I love math and solving puzzles and yeah. stuff. This is this is just right up my alley. It's 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 so fun to uh, to get to combine my my Hallmark movie experiences with actually solving puzzles and becoming, you know, solving crimes. We do Horror these in my family and I we do these uh mystery files where you're sent this information and you and you get uh evidence and suspects and all and you read the uh, the reports and you try to figure out who who did it? They're pretty difficult. Do you think you would be pretty good at that stuff with your deductive skills? I just wrote down a note, Mystery Files. Is this that, is that the name of the game? <laughs> no, but I, you know what? I, I will get it for you, though. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I'll bet with your with your your equasive mind, if that's even a word, your your ability to work out these equations, you'd be pretty good at that, don't you think? Yeah, I would love it. I'm already excited. My son would love it, too. We love to play Clue. I mean, that's just yeah. the yeah. version of it. But that's, that's been my favorite game since I was a little kid. You know, it works out with the matchmaker mysteries and just and like with the uh, with the uh, Aurora Tea Garden and all of those is that uh, <laughs> I know it's, I sound like a lunatic here, but the um, there's there's still enough to, to like throw you off. So so I mean, and that's part of the fun is like it's it's a classic, you know, is a Colonel Mustard in the library or whatever. Uh, but right. the, the stuff is written to an engaging level. But what really makes it also work, Danica is you're charismatic, your co-stars are charismatic, no one uh, is just an annoying character, and, and it's it's a great diversion. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know what's fun, too, is, and of course, this is Hallmark Channel, so you have to have some element of romance, Yeah. that myself and the detective, the actual detective, there's always that question, like, will they, won't they? <laughs> and this is our third movie. In the, in, the, in the second movie, I have dinner with my ex-boyfriend, and you can tell that Detective Carter is, like, jealous. And he actually arrests my ex-boyfriend for murder while we're having dinner, which I think he enjoyed a little too much. I mean, yes, there was some evidence against him. But you're like, hmm, that's interesting. And at the end, because we were about to have dessert, at the end of that movie, he goes, you know what? I still owe you dessert. And in this movie, the third movie, he actually brings it up and actually asks me on a dessert date. But not uh-huh. a date. He makes it clear it's not going to be a date. Uh but I want the audience to tell me, do you think this is a date? Do you... <laughs> it's kind of fun, though, to have that, to watch the evolution across the movies. They're not truly just one-offs. I mean, they are, but you're also seeing the evolution of the relationship between my character, Angie Dove, and Detective Kyle Carter. Okay. So that's right. 
Uh, by the way, uh, the, the name of that guy, the the mail-in thing is called uh, Unsolved Case Files, if you want to jot that down. It's a really cool, really cool game for the family. All right. All right. So in that vein, uh, while you're writing that down, Danica, what is Spy I Alley? Because I saw on your Instagram you played that, and I'm a big fan, oh. as is Preston, of, of Catan. I play that with my mm-hmm. son and my girlfriend. So uh, what's is Spy Alley kind of like Clue? Uh, sort of. I mean, it's, it's in, in that you're trying to figure out stuff. Um, you're trying to figure out the identity of the people you're playing with. So you you have a concealed identity. It's a, it's a board game. Spy Alley is a board game. And um, you're all spies from different countries, but you don't know which country that you're from. And as you go around the board, uh, you have to collect enough pegs in your own country's category uh, before the other do. But if you are too obvious about which country you are, then somebody will be able to get who you are. Uh-huh. It's really fun. I highly recommend it. I don't want It's a very complicated game, but it's easy to learn. Okay. So me taking the time to explain it right now would take up the rest of our interview. <laughs> but you should check it out. It's called Spy Alley. It's been around for a while. We just discovered it. We played it during quarantine, actually, for making this movie. So um, in Canada, you have to quarantine for two weeks. And so yeah. I do it with my mom and son. And they came up with me and we played Spy Alley every single day. <laughs> well, yeah, let, let me ask you because so I I am not a massive fan of uh, overly complex board games. However, when I have enjoyed them, they have usually been of like the, the clue, you know, murder sort of uh, type thing. Is there something for someone who has a limited attention span that you might recommend in the game realm? This is no. This this, this is, is great. This, this is not a hard one. Okay. At first, you think it's going to be, but just take five minutes to actually read the instructions and start playing it, and you'll love it. All right. Great. Okay. If you recommend it, I'll I'll give it a uh, a turn. <laughs> are, are you now? Are you also producing? I assume you're producing stuff for um for next Christmas season, uh, or have you already completed that stuff? We've not completed it. We actually just had a meeting yesterday and got the green light to write the script. So we've been working on the story. I'm actually I'm actually involved in writing the story this time, which is really fun. I'm going to have an on-screen credit, uh, story by credit. That's but awesome. I can't tell you any details yet? It's, it's I don't want to say anything about it. I really can't yet, but uh, it's exciting, and I'm I'm excited. So I you... love I love doing all our Christmas movies. I'm so excited I get to do another one, and this time to be even more involved is really a treat. Well, have you been blown away? Because this is I mean this my wife. I think I'm bringing my wife over. I'm the one bringing my wife over to the to the dark side on this because uh, she's now getting caught up in it. But the uh, have you ever have you had other uh, celebrities or people who's who's of note has betrayed the fact that they are hooked on this Hallmark stuff to you? Have you been shocked by anybody? Well, I'm never shocked because Hallmark is great. It is. But I do love it. I do love it when you know. The 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 older gentlemen will admit it. You know, <laughs> I get my the retirees are like, well, wife and I, we sure do love watching the homework. I'm like, oh, well, that'd <laughs> be me, damn it. Yep. I want to. It's so, so sweet. I love it. I so, love it. No. And by the way, I want to say I'll be live tweeting for the premiere of this mystery movie on Sunday. Oh, um, Matchmaker Mysteries, and I want to. I want people to, to live tweet. So it's at eight o'clock, seven o'clock central. This Sunday, the 18th, on Hallmark Channel. Uh, oh, sorry, on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Channel. And uh, I want people to see if they can solve who done it before right. Angie Dove does, before my character. Ooh, All right, okay. I might All take right. a crack at that. Yep. Hey, real quick, I just want to. 
And people, if people send me a picture of, I'll be doing some giveaways. I'll be doing like signing some pictures of myself as Angie Dove. Uh, and uh, people need to send in pictures of themselves watching it. So take a picture of you and your TV. You can take a picture of it back of your head if you want right. um, and your TV and, send it, and uh, I'll pick a few winners. All right. All right. Sounds good. Casey, you want to say something? Uh, no, we got to wrap this up. The uh, uh, Yeah, we only get to 10 minutes with her. But damn it. you know what? We talked to her so often, I'll be able to ask her my question next, <laughs> next time. time. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So uh, Matchmaker Mysteries, Art of the Kill, Sunday at 8 p.m. on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Thank you, Danica. Always great to talk to you. Thanks, guys. You too. All right, we'll see you, Danica. Ah, oh, it's pathetic how much it's I like perfect. these things. Oh, it's <laughs> pathetic how much I like her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? We have another guest lined up, but we need to take a look at it's NJM. Another Hallmark star, right? No, Preston? no, no. It's not NJM Insurance Group traffic. Let's take a look at that. And Kathy, what's up? We've got jam traffic on the Schuylkill westbound Vare Avenue to South Street. And then again, uh, King of Prussia to 202, where we have the left lane closed with construction east on the Schuylkill slowing uh, from Spring Garden to the Boulevard. Uh, and then on the Blue Road northbound, the exit ramp at Germantown Pike, that remains closed. Uh, I'm trying to find an accident on... Yeah, here it is. 95 northbound, just north of Bridge Street. It's jammed back to the Betsy Ross Bridge. The accident uh, now off to the shoulder. The Vine westbound slowing 8th to the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, Route 40 in Piles Grove at Auburn Road. We've got an accident there. 55 northbound jammed Stepford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Enhance your fruit salad at Whole Foods Market with 20% off cut pineapple through April 13th, plus an extra 10% off for Prime members while supplies last. Learn more on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you very much, Kath. Our next guest has a uh, was a finalist at the Boston Comedy Festival. He's a three-time finalist at Helium Comedy's Philly's Funniest Competition as well. Do you know what's great for me to what's be able that? to say, Preston? So mm-hmm. I've judged a number of these, and I've been able to vote with, for him not out of nepotism because he's actually very funny. And you also uh, forgot to mention that he hosts, or he is the star of the Jake Matera Mysteries on Hallmark Channel. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Please welcome Jake Matera Yay! to our show. Oh. Wow, thank you guys so much. I'm, uh, I, how am I going to follow traffic? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> we'll find a way. Uh, Jake, by the way, former intern, for those who have listened for years, you know, former intern of the President Steve Show. So you're headlining at Helium Comedy Club on Sunday, right? That's right. I'm very excited. Is this your first headlining slot? Uh, at Helium, yeah. This is my first time headlining at yeah, Helium. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. It, it's for good cause, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, it's, it's the best, yeah. Yeah, but you're doing an album, is that from what we understand? Is that the the situation? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're recording an album. So Helium has a, a, a new record label that they've started, and oh. uh, and it's awesome. they got a lot of great artists on there that, they, that they've that uh, they started recording, and this is, yes, this is my shot, which that, is going to be exciting. That's nice. excellent. Nice. Are, were you calling this album a good cause, Steve, his... Uh... Yes, is that that's a good uh, cause. Oh, I thought there was like a charity. Uh, no, no, thing going no. On here. It's uh, the Jake Matera nope. Fund. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a very good cause. <laughs> <laughs> you are a good cause. Listen, you are a very talented, very funny guy. You're, and you, I've seen your act progress over the years, and you, you, you started solidly, and uh, yeah. to get to this point where you refine some material. Let me ask you, Jake. How did you, have you been going about refining material down for this performance? when things have been so wonky with stand-up comedy and uh, coronavirus stuff? 
Yeah, it's been crazy because uh, I was actually set to do a recording last year around this time for Helium, and then everything shut down, as you know. And uh, so I had to, like, kind of, like, I waited it out for a little bit. And in the summer, you know, restrictions kind of opened up a little bit, and there was a lot of outdoor shows happening. I know I did some shows with uh, Cricket Comedy, who did some shows at, like, wineries and the barns, uh, like, farms and stuff. You'd be surprised how intelligent the animals are. They they love the... (laughs) They're really... (laughs) Quite astute, especially the alpacas. No, the uh, no that so so you did at least get a chance to 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 try out the material. Yep, and then like I think the last like eight weeks or so, I've been running the hour entirely for free on Zoom. Uh, which I've gotten, it's cool. I've gotten some fans from that. Uh, my, my sub pump followed me on Twitter. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty fantastic. It's great. Jake, uh, when you, when you record your album on, uh, on Sunday, will you be wearing any one of the outfits that we've made you wear on your man on the street segments with the show? And do you have a favorite? You know, <laughs> you know I've embarrassed myself enough, uh, with dressing as a baby. <laughs> I think I'm just going to embarrass myself with my mouth this time. All right. I, I think that one time you had said that you had you had found your dignity or something. I've lost your dignity while you're out on the street. Oh, for sure. It was the best. Still, the, still looking for it. That, that, still looking for it. That baby head you got to admit is, is, is pretty amazing, is it not? No. It, you know what? It was uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, so here you... Uh, so here doing the the uh the the act it's it'll be uh it'll be live in the club obviously and then will that be streaming as well or will there not be any for that performance no unfortunately it's just an in-person performance okay. uh well, that's good so we're doing all, we're doing an audio recording we're going to have some video uh a, a multi-camera setup um i think the release of the video would be like probably a few months behind the audio though um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's coming together. It's a great lineup too. Pat House is on the show, as you you know him. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, David James, he's like the the OG Phillies funniest winner. Uh, Mary Radzinski, who's hilarious, and, yeah. and Seamus Millar, all good all good comics. Yeah, Mary did uh, Camp Out for Hunger, I think, two years ago with us, and she's great. I, I saw her open up for uh, Mark Maron a couple of years ago, so it is an awesome lineup, Jake. I, I, for our listeners who aren't aware, uh, how long ago did you intern with the Conan O'Brien show, and uh, and how long did that last? Oh God, that was almost that was nine years ago. Wow. Uh, which is yeah, right? Time flies. It was nine years ago, and that's kind of like where I mean, from watching you guys and and Steve every day, like you know, that was like my initial spark of inspiration. But I was like, oh, I could never do that. And then uh, just like working with real comedy writers every single day, like I, Steve's a real comedy writer. Yeah. Not saying that, but uh, like a like a mechanical show production every right, single day right. for like half a year. I mean, pretty exciting. Yeah. Does it get any better than than a than a, a Conan O'Brien education in comedy? I mean, that that's you know, and and the fact that you did, you know, I was thinking about this, Jake. You, you're actually part of. Um, <laughs> there was a video, Preston. Do you remember the video we shot where he was like the ultimate Preston and Steve fan, where he he offs himself? Oh yeah. It, it never <laughs> aired. We deemed it. <laughs> It, it, I don't remember wait, that. What was it? He killed himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, graphically, thanks to the yeah. um, to the video effects of Nick Murphy. <laughs> I, that sounds familiar. And to uh, me. it was deemed too much. Yeah. So it, it's like the Snyder cut of the Preston and Steve. Did show. you put a gun in your mouth or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, they didn't tell me it was loaded. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> no, the best was, was uh, Bill Weston's reaction when we were like, hey, can we do this? And so we showed him the video. And then when what happened happened. Oh. Yeah. He was like, he like jumped back and visibly, like audibly gasped. 
He was like, oh, my God. No. Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, my God. He was, he was yelling at us like well, like we were his grandchildren. Yes. How could you? How dare you? How could you do this? Hey, we were just trying things. What so can we say? Is that on your reel, Jake? Do you, when, you're, when you're auditioning? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, that goes before the diaper stuff. Well, <laughs> what, you, what, what you do have on your reel is, is, a, is a, some funny videos, including a, a Breakfast Club riff and, and a few other things. Explain some of the stuff you got that you've done, the funny videos. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, during the quarantine, you know, uh, trying to create content during all that crap, I, I put myself into, like, the Breakfast Club and the dance scene, like, where I was in a library and I was trying to shush them during the dancing. Yeah. Uh, then I had, like, my own fake interview with Conan that a lot of people thought were was real uh, yeah. that I put up on there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think I just – I did some other stuff where I, I incorporated my neighbor next door <laughs> getting involved. He's, like, a 60-year-old empl- retired PennDOT employee, and I'm having him throw things at me. It's, it's you know, it's fun. It's, it's, it's very well done. Channel. Do you have the video yeah. where you're working on your car as well? Because I think that's that's a that's a h- hilarious uh, video. Oh yeah, yeah, and also just uh, full just not to spoil that video. My neighbor is the one who changed my car battery for me. The, <laughs> the, the, it was clear you had no knowledge on how to do that, but that, uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my neighbor Joe for that one. <laughs> uh, all right, so Sunday at seven. That's when the show is. You're headlining. It's a great lineup. So we just wanted to get the word out and make sure that uh, people go and support. Uh, Local uh, talent, but also a very close friend of the of the program. So we'll do what we can to get some extra bodies in the house for you, Jake. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so so much. I had a lot of fun being on the show. Thank you. Anytime. Always good to talk to you, Jake Matera. Recording yeah! is live. Album Helium Comedy Club Sunday, seven p.m. Tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. He's one of the best, man. We he love him. We love nice him. Nice guy. Death. Yep. Um, well, we have a little bit of time to play with, and I have a few stories that I should share. And uh, these are things that I did notice. You, oh, wow! Oh, my God. Yes, I picked up on these. We have the connoisseur, and now we have the noticer. It's clearly the greatest Tuesday of all time. I noticed this because Steve sent it to me. Uh, uh, it's been pre-noticed, it's been, but that's okay. It was noticed by Steve first, and therefore I noticed it secondly. But me noticing it. <laughs> uh, this is hilarious. Uh, so, Tesla's. Yeah, the cars. Yeah, uh, they they come with uh, Easter eggs. You've heard of the of the fart mode before. Right, you can do yeah. fart sound effects by or and and I think you can make the horn turn into a yeah. part or something yeah. like that. But uh, but recently, Tesla owners have discovered a new trick that might be the best one yet. Uh, it seems that Tesla added support for a voice command that allows you to access the car's charging port by saying the words "open butthole." <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Why? kid, you. Not. And the accompanying command, close butthole, meant to shut the port when you're done charging. Now, there's some other things that it can do. Right. We have an audio clip, which we'll play here in a minute. But uh, this is, (laughs) this recent discovery only accounts for a handful of the more than 150 plus unofficial voice commands that work with Tesla cars. Uh, It's a lot more attention grabbing than simply asking the car to fold or unfold its mirrors. And based on a handful of videos on YouTube, it seems that the open-close butthole commands uh, works on a range of Tesla makes and models, including older Model S and Model 3 vehicles. On some cars, however, the command may trigger the trunk 
or even the glove compartment to open instead. So you have to try it out on your car yeah, before, yeah, and see what you get. Now, chance you're going to be you're going to be stopped, and right. and obviously when you're if you're going to charge or get into the trunk, so you're not going to be driving along and open your trunk or your. Your, your charging station, a.k.a. Butthole. Right. But it's probably wise to check it out first. So Elon Musk is a giant child baby? Uh, he, or, he's, or, got, he's got, yeah, man baby aspects okay. to him. You remember yeah. the, the flamethrower that he was marketing for a yeah. while? There was the Tesla, the, the flamethrower. The, yeah, it was just, he, he uh, listen, that's, the, that's the way to be yeah. if you're that kind of smart. Yeah. Uh, so we have audio of a guy actually. A, a couple guys, yeah. Doing the, uh, the command. Here we go. Open butthole. And that's when the the, <laughs> the glove compartment opens up that's for him when great. he says it. Open butthole. <gasps> Close butthole. And I guess that's is that the charging point? Yeah, port? the charging port. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you can if you have a Tesla, try that out today. Uh, right, right now. You know what? I just say today, go out during your lunch, sit in your car, and just keep saying open butthole and close butthole. <laughs> open butthole. Yeah. Whether you have a, a... open butthole. <laughs> yes, there's a man in the parking lot. He's talking about his butthole. <laughs> um, are all the charging like not just for Teslas, but also like for all the other electric cars? Are they all? I assume that's all universal. A standardized. Yes. Yeah. You know what I did notice though, like at the um, at the uh, charging ports. I guess it was down in, in Maniunk. Um, you know, the, it's not free, obviously. You you put it's in, not no because they do have a swipe. You oh. I borrowed my par- my parents' electric car. They don't have it anymore, but I borrowed it for a little while. And there's a charging station over at Tubala, right? And I had there's one two, here. Uh, well, there, when I had it, there was not one here. Okay. There was one over there. So that's where I had to park and charge it. Um, but I had to get a card in order to do it. So I set up an account because uh, they have one, but I wasn't on. A, long story short, it, it took a little bit of time and effort. To do it, and Steve, when I was charging over there, it wasn't cheap. When charging at home, totally fine. You yeah, plug it in like yeah, normal, right? But like when you go to one of the charging stations, you pay a little bit more for I, it. I noticed that. I was looking at the rates that were yeah. listed on the um, the charging stations down in one of the public lots in Maniunk, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we just we bought uh, an electric vehicle. We bought a, uh, a hybrid, uh, so you get you know use partial right. uh, gas right. and, and and the electric. So we're new to this, but we have a uh, what's called a level one. Uh, charger. You just plug it into the standard wall outlet, and it takes like 16 hours or something like that. If you have installed one that's called a level two, it can do it in like two, three hours, something along those lines. Okay. But it can cost you up to I, the, the prices range. It could be like $1,000 to have one of those installed in your house, maybe more. All right. So, uh, But the way we are using this vehicle, and because Rochelle is driving and not me. I'm the one who does the most driving. You charge it, though, don't, when you drive, don't you? Aren't what do you, you mean? When you are tr- dr- driving in a hybrid, aren't you also charging the battery? Now that I don't I don't think so. Really? No, it runs mm. down real it, huh. fairly quick. But um, so uh, we, she uses that, and we just use a regular level one. We haven't committed to getting a level two installed right. in the house. Now, if we bought another one or one that was exclusively yeah. electric, it would make sense to do that. When you say, uh, Nick, though, it's not cheap, I don't know what you mean. Like, so I filled my gas tank yesterday. It was almost at E, and it cost about $45 to fill uh, with the 87 octane. So we're not talking that kind of no, money. No, it's cheaper than a tank of gas. It's just not cheaper than plugging it into your house. It's right. not free. But right. Yeah. Right. However, though, what happens is they keep refining. I mean, if you talk about, like, yeah. there's a documentary... Uh, uh, 
Planet of the Humans, mm-hmm. and it goes into the the um, the impact of like electric cars on the environment. It's not awesome right now. It's getting better. Is it better than about the emissions mostly? Yeah, like, that's what it does better than other things. Although you have to get the most electricity in this country still comes from either uh, from fossil fuels, right? So you're somewhere that electricity is being generated by a fossil fuel plant in all likelihood. Sometimes it's nuclear, sometimes it's solar, but mostly in this country, it's it, electricity itself is generated by fa- fossil fuels. A couple things I want to clear up uh, that people are texting in. It says it depends on the type of hybrid you have, Steve, and whether it charges when you drive. Okay. And then somebody says that um, as far as the universal, um, Tesla has its own charging port. Uh-huh. Most of the rest of the industry uses a standard port. So these are things that people are texting in. So it's good to know this. And then I don't know if this is true, but somebody says you can make the heated seats come on by saying my balls are cold. Oh, oh that's seriously? awesome. I don't believe that. I, I would love if that was the case. That would be great. But yeah. I, I don't believe that. I asked if they were serious. They said yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they said that they they tried it yesterday. So <sighs> I think it's true. So my friend has a Tesla. He says Tesla, by the way. Tesla. He's the only person Does I know that, say gas? <laughs> that says Tesla. But he has... Has not only a Tesla, but also uh, his home is solar powered, right? right. So it, he essentially is, and I think he gets like paid like gas miles for his work. So he's basically getting paid to his entire house runs. Uh, he is not on the grid with a with a gas. He or... is a little bit on the grid, okay. And so I think he is paying like ten dollars a month in so, like so watch, yeah, yeah. Watch this documentary. It's, it's it's very informative about about the the industry and where it's going. And it's it's it, it, you we're getting there. You know where you can start to have less of an impact on on the environment. But there's uh, it's called Planet of the Humans. Okay, it's pretty interesting. My dad is solar. Uh, he has a place out in Colorado, and he um they have three hundred days of sun a year. Yeah, that makes it makes sense. It makes, then. It makes a difference. Yeah. And so he they they get so much solar energy that he actually feeds back into the grid. He gets a, a stipend. Every year for uh, providing electricity, so not only is he off the grid, he's feeding back ah, into the grid. It's pretty impressive what pretty what cool. you can do. But Steve, you're right. I mean, you got to start somewhere in order to yeah. make an impact Listen. on the environment, and we're we're in that we're still starting as a country phase, and we can get there the right way without being you know uh, like like the, the you know something as simple as making a car that is sexy that people want to yeah. own yeah. instead of something that looks Dude. like you're driving a blender. All that stuff. <laughs> Um, you know, works towards that goal. So, we, we, you know, we're getting there. Uh, I want to point this out. People who say charging your home is still not free. No, that's not what Nick was indicating. It's cheaper right. than at one of these pumps, essentially, that you pay at. So I've set up the... I've set up the, um, the I'm prepared to get ready for an electric car down the road. So I had my right. electrician, who's Mike. Hey, shout out to Mike. <laughs> uh, uh, did, a, uh, did a great job of setting up my garage for that. So, yeah... It's cool. So, do you, what, what, what's the experience like? Do you like the hybrid? You're enjoying it's it. Neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it makes a weird sound. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's it sounds very um, uh, something out of Star Wars. Futuristic. Or something like okay. That. Yeah, yeah. It'll it's be interesting, interesting to see what it does for literally for noise pollution because you know if you live near a highway in the next ten to fifteen years there are going to be fewer gas powered vehicles on the road, right? So yeah. how will that change what it sounds like if you're near a road? Is it going to be like that? I've not realized that I didn't turn the vehicle off a yeah. few times. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm like uh, she, Rochelle was. She's like, you haven't turned it off yet. I'm like, ah, damn it. Uh, so because it's quiet, you just don't know it. 
One thing that Weird. drives me crazy, you see it all the time, and again, uh, the, what is pretty much the focus of my life and how I conduct my life is America's Funny Home Videos. <laughs> so uh, there are so many people who get out of a car, you've seen videos, Case, mm -hmm. that it, still in drive, yeah. that they've just come to a resting stop, <laughs> and, and, get, and just get out of the car while it's... And it just drives off. It's like, how the hell do you do that? Yeah. Imagine those people with a car that's making virtually no noise. Yeah. Forget it. I mean, I, Forget listen, it. the car that I drive now is a push-button start, and I still sometimes will get out of the car. And crank it in the front? No, no. but, like, the only time, like, um, when my car doesn't beep when I go to lock it, that's yeah. when I realize that the car's still running. I'm like, oh, Idiot. And my car's gas powered. Something yeah. we need to get used to too is the uh, putting it in gear. It's just a knob. It's, yeah, it's not a it's not a shifter at all. You just turn a little knob, and it's like that. That's. I mean, we'll get used to it. I mean, obviously. So what they've had to do though is because of the quiet, like you know your your Teslas and all that stuff. They have to have something that alerts pedestrians. Yeah. yeah. When you're coming down the road, so they what they're doing is they're including these big. Like Marshall amps in the trunk pressed, and then right. <laughs> no, no. No. why don't they have something that screams butthole? Yeah, butthole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might. Here comes Steve. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you coming. I stepped out. I'm sorry. <laughs> you might get out of the way. Yeah. Slam on the brakes. <laughs> By the way, uh, there Tessa also supports a slightly tweaked voice command. If you are a Beavis and Butthead fan, it's open bunghole. Okay. Bunghole. You can say as well. Yeah, not butthole. But bunghole. Uh, Dave, by the way, says the charging isn't universal, but Tesla does come with adapters. Uh, All right, there uh, you go. That. All right, uh, I did notice a couple other things. Let me get into this. More things have been noticed. More things will be dispensed. This one was noticed by Steve again. Did I notice? I've noticed. You, two for, you noticed. Two for Tuesday on the noticer. It is, and it's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. How about that? It's also Tattoo Day. Don't forget about that. <laughs> uh, the Pentagon has confirmed that a set of images and videos showing unidentified flying objects buzzing over Navy warships off the coast of California in 2019 were taken by branch personnel. The photos were leaked from a Pentagon investigation of UFOs by the UAP Task Force, which has been gathering evidence for a report for Congress that is due in June. So that report hasn't come out yet. This is according to Mystery Wire. So I don't know how... Reliable that source is, but that's, a mystery. that's the official sound of mystery <laughs> wire. I, I, from this thing, Preston, and from all that we've been learning now, there there seems to be a little bit more of a candor when it comes to what information has been in possession by the government. Now, again, simply because you're saying they're unidentified does not mean it's Zontar from Pluto, right? But but when you look at um, when you look at this imagery, these are some wild um, aircraft or whatever they are that are buzzing these Navy ships. You, did you watch, you watch the footage, right? I did, yeah. yeah. In the images, which were obtained by filmmaker Jerry Corbell, it shows an unidentified object above four U.S. destroyers, including the USS Kidd Navy destroyer in 2019. One of the images appears to be a pyramid-shaped object, while others were thought to be drones or balloons. However, the Navy has listed them as unknowns at this point. So we, we, there's footage running in the in the studio right now, which is the older footage. There's newer footage. Yeah, there's a different one yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, in a statement, a Pentagon spokesperson told Mystery Wire, I can confirm that the referenced photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. Uh, the UAPTF has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations. The confirmation comes a week after Admiral Michael Gilday... The chief of naval operations admitted that he has no idea where these swarm of mysterious tic-tac-shaped drones that menaced the U.S. destroyers in 2019 originated. Uh, or it's Gilday. Uh, Gilday 
Today, led an investigation in the incident, which a group of what some have called unmanned aerial vehicles or UAVs uh, chased the destroyer for up to 100 nautical miles off the coast of California. Uh, flight logs revealed as many as six mystery aircraft swarmed the warships close to a sensitive training area. So look at this. At the Channel Islands at the speed of 40 miles per hour with a greater maneuverability than U.S. military drones. Yeah, the footage was running here in the studio. And if you look at it, one of them does look like a, like a pyramid. It's bizarre. And it blinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when asked directly if the Navy had confirmed the identity of uh, the drones at a media event last Monday, Gilday responded, no, we have not. Were you talking to me? Uh, yeah. His response appeared to rule out the theory that the drones could have come from a secret U.S. military program. That has led to growing speculation that they were either built by rival military power or something else beyond our understanding is going on. That's they, speculation. That's speculation. They said they did get them to disperse by yelling butthole. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't know All you that. have to yeah. do is <laughs> scream butthole. And they flew off at an accelerated rate. Uh, I will be interested to find out what that's all about if they do indeed, but they said they haven't identified the aliens. I personally don't think that there are aliens uh, that are currently uh, monitoring us, but I don't know. We don't know. I don't know what it is. There are, uh, you know, who knows? I I saw this movie. There's apparently uh, a skyscraper-sized gorilla. So, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. Other things noticed. This for the noticer. This one I noticed. Press the note of this one. Mr. Announcer. The noticer this. So, a, I thought this was uh, pretty ingenious. A Georgia middle school class's device to help fight human trafficking has made the finals in a national contest. Cool. Uh, it's called the Samsung Solve for Tomorrow Contest, and it encourages students to solve real-world issues using STEM, you know, science, yep. technology, engineering, and mathematics. Uh, so the STEM instructor, Nathan Williams, said that uh, students created an innovative silent alarm that could be placed like a fire alarm in an air- in airplane bathrooms. And if a victim of human trafficking triggers the alarm, it alerts flight attendants, pilots, and the authorities. Wow. The device, this is what's cool, also releases an adhesive for the victim to inconspicuously wear so they can be tracked after getting off the plane. Oh, my God. So, I love this idea. Isn't so, you know, we, we heard that, um, um, that uh, well, you don't want to call them stewardesses now. And, or, flight attendants. Flight attendants, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> I was back in Pan Am in 1958. So, <laughs> so, so um, but uh, uh, they're trained to look for body language that mm-hmm. indicates that someone is being trafficked. Uh, and, uh, you know, you hear stories like that. So something like this is interesting. How does the word of this device get out yeah, to how people? how would they know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And because if the, the person trafficking this individual will know about it, too, yeah, probably. Yeah. And not let them go to the bathroom is right. what I'm thinking. So I'm not really sure, Steve. But it, right now it's just an idea. And they've entered it. And at least it will get the ball rolling for something to maybe be created. How about this? When they go down and they are going down the uh, the aisle and they're offering snacks, you can request a human trafficking kit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want uh, peanuts or a fresca? No, but a human trafficking kit would be nice. William says one of his students came up with the idea, but each of them helped put the plan together to make it a success. Uh, student Kayla Armstrong said, seeing all the people on social media talk about their experiences with sexual assault and human trafficking, it made me realize this situation needs more attention than it's getting. Uh, and as part of their research, the team met with officials at the Office of Homeland Security 
and discovered the shocking fact that an average of over 300 women are trafficked in Georgia a month. Uh, the team also worked with Georgia Tech professors who taught them about wearable technology to make their plan something that could work in the real world. Fascinating, Smart isn't it? kids. Good kids. You remember, Smart kids. There was a little girl locally who came up with a, a system for helping mitigate the lanternfly issue. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. She noticed that they crawl upward all the time. Yeah. And that uh, that uh, placing something that, that encouraged them to crawl up and into it uh, was way now. I, I don't think it's gotten to development yet, but no, it was yeah. apparently the most encouraging and interesting idea. She might have been out. I think she was out my way. Harley's I think she film. was. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see that happen because Project Butthole was we're getting, the name. We're getting close to that season, you know. <laughs> Not butthole season. Oh, it's always <laughs> lantern fly season. We are. Yeah. When, when do they actually? When do they actually? Hatch and when will they become prevalent again? It's a it's a summertime thing. Right. I remember when they started to the first year I was aware of them uh, that uh, my daughter was uh, cheerleading for football and it was already getting the the season was already getting underway. So it was into summer when they start to pop up. And that's give me an L. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Other things noticed this morning. Uh, how about this? A huge statue of Jesus Christ is under construction. Jesus Christ. In southern Brazil. Uh, it's wild to see it getting built. Yeah, it will be even taller than his famous counterpart in Rio de Janeiro. Super tall Jesus. Uh, the Christ the Protector statue is being built in Encantado, a small town in Brazil's southernmost state. Uh, and it's made of steel and concrete, concrete. And it will stand 141 feet tall, which is 16 feet taller uh, then Rio's Christ the Redeemer. Wow. Uh, the statue will Buenos be... Buenos Aires is building a Mecha Christ. It will be uh, like Mecha Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The statue will be the third tallest statue of Jesus in the world. Wow. Jesus. After a... Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the 900-foot Jesus is, is impressive. But look at... So here's... We're looking at a picture oh, wow. of the studio here. My God! They, they're the way that it's being built. Obviously, so the, the you see the arms extended out on the scaffolding, and the head is there. But now it, it kind of looks like an android Jesus, doesn't now it? You said nine hundred foot Jesus. What is nine hundred foot Jesus? I've heard of that before. Um, isn't it, I think where, it was a band called Nine MC Nine Hundred Foot Jesus? Uh, because after so the tallest one in the world. Uh, is the 249-foot statue currently under construction in Mexico. Huh. Why do I think it's bigger? And a, probably because you've heard the term 900-foot Jesus, Jesus yeah. too. And a 172-foot monument in Poland. Right. Uh, the statue is the work of sculptor uh, Genesio Gomez Mora. I'm going to make a big friggin' Jesus. And his son, Marcus Mora. And its head and arms were installed... On April 6th, uh, and the construction, which began in July 2019, should be finished by the end of this year. Hey, I have a question. Oh, by the way, it's going to cost. How much do you think something like that would cost? hundred bucks. Right? Uh, I would assume many millions of dollars. $353,000 is what it says here. What are they making it out of? Balsa wood? That can't be right, correct? Whoa. That can't no, be right. Unless, no. Like, no, no, no. Everything is cheaping out. We'd have them, yeah. yeah, we'd have them in my neighborhood if that was. Why the don't case. they call it cheapest? Yeah, <laughs> cheapest Christ, cheapest, <laughs> cheapest Christ. No, you, it has to be resilient. By the way, I have a question about using the name Jesus as an exclamation or something yeah. like that. When you, when people say Jesus H Christ, yes, 
Is that so to you're buffer. technically not taking right. the Lord's name in vain? Oh, that, that's my understanding. What's H? You just, you just threw a letter Hugo. in there? Hugo Christ. Jesus Hugo, Hugo Christ. Yeah, I don't know why. I have no idea why the letter H was used, but I always assumed that that's what it was. I think in ca- ca- Casey, you would know, like in <laughs> catechism, or, that was my understanding that there was like uh, H-E double toothpicks. and. My know. dad used to say uh, Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese ah. and crackers. I know there was Jiminy Cracker, Jimmy, Jiminy Crickets. You yes. can say that instead of Jesus Christ because JC. Brazil yeah. has Jiminy a 500 foot Jiminy Cricket statue. Isn't they it, do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeepers Creepers. Doesn't that come from. Uh, a, a oh, way that of saying, I don't know. Yeah. Jeepers Creepers. Jesus, here we go. This is from uh, Wikipedia. Jesus H. Christ is an expletive interjection that refers to the Christian religion figure of Jesus Christ. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it is typically uttered in anger, surprise, or frustration, though sometimes with a humorous intent. The expression Christ, Jesus, Jesus Christ are also used as exclamations or expletives in English-speaking Christians influence societies. Well, great. That's the background. Here's the other. Why? Yeah. Well, the the history is interesting. Uh, so the earliest use of the phrase is unknown, but in his autobiography, Mark Twain observed that it was in general use even in his childhood. Twain huh. refers to an episode from 1847 when he was working at his, as a printer's apprentice. I was working as a printer's apprentice. Uh, he said a practical joke. A friend played on a revival preacher when Twain was an apprentice in a printing shop that Alexander Campbell, a famous evangelist and visiting Hannibal, Missouri, uh, hired to print a pamphlet of his sermon. When checking the galleys, Twain's fellow apprentice, uh, Wales McCormick, found that he had to make room for some dropped words, which he managed by shortening Jesus, Jesus Christ on the same line to J.C. As soon as Campbell read the proofs, he swept indignantly into the shop and uh, commanded McCormick, so long as you live, don't you ever diminish the Savior's name again. Put it all in. Uh, McCormick obeyed, and then some. Uh, and and then some. He set Jesus H Christ and printed up all the pamphlets. So to make it fit properly in the in the typeset, I, I guess. So. I don't, okay. So I guess it was already known at that point. Nick, oh. it doesn't really give a uh, and uh, a reason behind. I, I would have sworn it was a way. Yeah, yeah. Look, look under folk etymology, okay. uh, if you will. Uh, it says okay. <laughs> If this is the most likely origin of the age, there remains an issue of folk etymology that is the sense shared by ordinary people of where the H comes from. Here, a possible origin is the name Harold. Harold? Which indeed is mentioned by Smith. I don't know who Smith is. Coming earlier. Uh, as the basis of a variant form, Jesus Harold Christ. The Herald may arise from a Jesus, common... Jesus, what's the H for? It's for Herald. Misinterpretation, also often by children, of the phrase in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Herald be, be thy, thy name. name. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. That's great. A, a kid might think that. Herald. I remember in Mass years ago when they would do the, the very strict Latin Mass when I was going, pressed a lot of bell ringing. And I, I told my younger brother, it's the ice cream man. Ice cream. And he's, he, you'd hear it from the back of the church. You know, we're like real strict. The, the priest would never face the uh, the congregation. He was always right. his back to us. Ice cream. That's great. All right, well, there's another giant Jesus going up in in uh, Brazil. And uh, it only costs $335,000. $353,000. I'm, I'm stunned. Can you go up inside the original? I don't know about the original, but this one will have an elevator in it. And okay. it will take tours to a lookout at the height of Christ's heart. 
Wow. There will be a glass opening from where people will be able to film and photograph the valley. Uh, the aim for this is to boost tourism in that area. Okay. Which is close to Brazil's borders with uh, Uruguay and Argentina. So uh, the in... Christ Redeemer statue, by the way, has looked down upon the city of Rio for almost 90 years. It is one of Brazil's most famous tourist attractions. If you put this line from Ghostbusters on this, Jesus, will he activate like the Statue of Liberty did? In, and you'd use uh, yeah. Nintendo commands to... Uh... Oh, man, that'd be cool if they fought, right? Order them Jesus versus the Statue, Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Oh, yeah. Jesus is going to take that one. <laughs> yeah. Even though the Statue of Liberty has a lantern. She does uh, have like a, torch, a torch, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's got a weapon. Burn Jesus, but he's got magic. All right, we got to wrap it up. Can you just give me the wrap-up? So that's right. it for the notes or not noticing anything All else. Right. Yeah. 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 When we get back, we'll get to the uh, the, the thing with the money. We'll be out there. Do you or someone you love suffer from PWS, pathetic wardrobe syndrome? WMMR is here to help. A pretend clinical fake study we totally made up shows a visit to the WMMR.com rock shop may reduce PWS with lots of items made to brighten and improve your quality of life. Current and vintage design station tees, Preston and Steve Gadzooks gear, Pierre coffee cups, ball caps and beanies, Jackson Jeep Club travel mugs, Jackie Bam Bam's vampire wall clock, the new Brent Porsche fleece and polo, and more. Available now to end pathetic wardrobe syndrome. Side effects may include feelings of euphoria uncontrolled fits of joy and the urge to hug your postal delivery person but well uh, not just yet ask your doctor if the wmmr rock shop is right for you and they'll probably ask why you're asking them that shop now at wmmr.com and say goodbye to pathetic wardrobe syndrome which may or may not actually be a thing mmr rocks your wardrobe all right it is time 93.3 wmmr it's time for a preston and steve money clip Three. One, and two, two, three. And one. <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, we got a keyword uh, for you, and it is contest, which is exactly what this is, a contest, C-O-N-T-E-S-T, and you now have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. Uh, you can text it for a special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you're interested in winning $10,000 as a grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And then one random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone because the contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And you can see that you'll need to answer your phone to win. So it's sponsored by Hyundai City. The word, again, is contest, C-O-N-T-E-S-T. We wish you good luck, and in the meantime, we're going to do the Bizarre Five. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Five. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years, four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. A former sheriff's dispatcher in a suburb of New Orleans has been arrested, accused of refusing to return more than $1.2 million that had been accidentally deposited into her brokerage account. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It'd be hard, you know. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't it be know. hard sure. to, to say, look, you made a little mistake here, but, you know, you we'll, have to. We'll let you keep a million. Uh, Kaylin uh, Spadoni 
uh, was taken into custody Wednesday on charges of theft. Of, I'm sorry, Spadoni's a funny name. <laughs> charges of theft valued at over $25,000 bank fraud and illegal transmission of monetary funds. This uh, is baloney, said Spadoni. <laughs> Such a phony. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> the report said that she was fired by the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office after her arrest. Spadoni is accused of immediately moving the funds to another account and using some of the money to buy a new car and a house. Uh, by the way, there's an ice cream called Spumoni, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I never liked that. I did. I haven't yeah. had it in a long time. I liked it. Authorities said a clerical error has caused Charles Schwab to deposit more than $1.2 million into her brokerage account when it only meant to transfer about $82 in February. I could see that mistake, $82, 2000000 million. Uh, when the bank attempted to reclaim the money, the request was rejected because the money was not available. Uh, the sheriff's office said it was later learned that Spadoni... Had moved into baloney. Had moved the funds into another account. He doesn't stand for baloney. A sheriff's <laughs> spokesman said that although the money was put into her account, it's not her money. She has no legal claim to that money. Even if it was put there by mistake, it was an accounting error. Charles Schwab sued Spadoni in federal court. The company tried to con- contact Spadoni several times. Uh, to have Spadoni. The transferred funds returned were un- <laughs> Pick up the phony. Returned, but were unsuccessful. Hey, homie. Uh, say, what's up, homie? About seventy-five percent of the money has been recovered, but Spadoni has to turn it over, and she's all alone too. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, imagine. Yeah, I mean, you think, oh my God, what a windfall! But you'd have to be an idiot to think that you had any right to spend. I know, I know. All right, this is pretty wild. A South Carolina hunter got the shock of his life when he killed a monster nuisance alligator after taking the gator to Cordray's, a butcher shop that has a side business in taxidermy. Ned McNeely found out that the 12-foot-long, 445-pound gator was not only a nuisance, but a serial dog murderer. Oh, my God. He said, we don't usually open up the stomach, but we did today. Five dog tags, one bullet jacket, a spark plug, loads of turtle shells, and several bobcat claws were inside. Uh, Two of the tags were legible, and one phone number still worked. When Cordray staff called the number, the man answering the phone confirmed that he had lost a hound 24 years ago. See, I would not, in that general area, I would not let dogs go on out by themselves. Yeah, he lost his dog 24 years ago while hunting leased property near where the alligator was killed. So. Yeah, it's too but dangerous. That's, that's what a gator does. Yeah, I mean, da- yeah, gator done, gator done. Uh, they're, they're looking for food, and they'll eat. They'll eat almost anything. It's man. the owner's job to protect the animal. Yeah, but yeah. they they found five five tags in the stomach. Wow. Uh, some uh, someone obviously didn't pretend that the floor was quicksand as a child. A uh, Camille Colho. Age 54 says she was uh, taking her son's dog for a walk on Constitution Beach in East Boston when she decided to take a shortcut through what appeared to be gravel, but it turned out to be mud. And she ended up more than knee deep in the mud, and she flat out got stuck. She couldn't get out. Could yeah. not. Well, there's move. a suction that occurs in mud. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, there there are some places. I remember seeing a, a story about quicksand and whether it's real or not yes uh and there's there's a beach in ireland that when the water goes out when that when the tide goes out 
It turns into this muck that essentially, and I won't take you all the way under. No. But people walking out there will get stuck in it regularly. The Bay of Fundy has that same situation, which has that extreme tidal shift. Uh, witnesses summoned firefighters to the scene to reach the woman and the dog who did not sink, but remained by uh, Kelho's side. Kelho was not injured uh, in the incident. Well, it's not clear what someone would have to gain from this, but police in Surrey, England, are searching for a mystery lumberjack after someone cut down dozens of trees along a stretch of the River Thames. And what is now being referred to as the Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh, because he used a chainsaw, I get it. The person took down up to 30 trees over a 10-day period and is believed to be working at night. Uh, the tree victims have all been healthy, and the motive remains a mystery. Extra police patrols have been set up to try and catch the perpetrator or perpetrators who police believe may be traveling in a small red car. The first fallen trees were discovered. They're taking trees home in a small red car? March 20- I don't know if they're taking them home. Okay. I just think they're just cutting, cutting them, them down. down. Bastards. Yes, for one reason or another. Bastards. A uh, TikTok user has managed to make hair extensions out of her hair that fell out over the last year. And she has more than 21 million views on her posts documenting her hair journey. After she learned that the average person loses 40 to 200 hairs each day, uh, she challenged herself to collect all of the fallen hairs that she finds. And she collected the hair in plastic resealable bags before using double-sided tape to create her own hair extensions. That's from wild. all the hair that has fallen out over that time. Uh, hair loss due to stress has been a big issue during the pandemic. Yeah. But this is just standard. This just is standard. just your hair you know, huh. uh, coming out. And not, not falling out and never coming right. back, but just, uh, you know. Natural a, progression. Yep. Uh, in a recent video, she demonstrated uh, putting her do-it-yourself extensions into a ponytail, by the way. But she did all that just by picking up her discarded hair. One last story. Uh, let's end with this one. A Well, no, let's not. That's, well, it's got a, a, a death in it. I don't, right. don't want to end with that. Uh, we'll end with something else. How about this? All right, so you think of tortoises as slow creatures, but one family found out the hard way they can still manage to run away. One Kansas family is asking their neighbors to keep an eye out for a giant tan brown hump after their 10-year-old pet tortoise, Mad Mardigan, escaped their Wichita backyard sometime between Monday morning and Monday afternoon. While they believe that Mad Mardigan is still in the area, they are worried about her safety particularly because temperatures have fallen in recent days. Matt Mardigan was from Willow, right? Yes, I yeah. believe so. It was the Val Kilmer. Yeah, character. yeah. Yeah. Uh, they said we were originally from Phoenix, and in the winter times we do get frost, but typically the tortoise is in a burrow and is actually warm and inside. It's getting a little nippy out here. Uh, the owner, Harun Bari, whose wife has owned Mad Mardigan since she was a hatchling so small she could fit in the palm of the hand, said, uh, while she could probably handle cold weather snap, it's too cold. Too cold is definitely not too good for her health, so it's a little worrisome. So they're looking for it. I told you, I had friends who had turtle, a turtle that ran away. Yes. They said that things are faster than you think they <laughs> I like are. turtles. Yeah, and turtles are wonderful. They can get away from you. All right, and there you go. And by the way, it's a giant pet tortoise. Uh, oh. Away. Yeah. oh, wow. It's a big one. Those are cool. Uh, that's the Bizarre File. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And you still, by the way, have about three minutes and change to enter the word contest for the uh, President's Eve Money Clip Cash Giveaway. $500 up for grabs. So the word is contest, C-O-N-T-E-S-T. You can text it at 45911 or go through the MMR app or through WMMR.com. Good luck to you. We'll come back. Music news, trash, that stuff is up next.
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away a lesson learned prize. We have a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Remorse. <laughs> and a couple other things that come along with that. And the question we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase this. Nick uh, draws up the lesson questions. Uh, but I'm going to go with this one. Watching cricket on ESPN. What does Regis like to drink cold? Okay. 215-263-WMMR. All right? When watching cricket on ESPN, what does Regis like to drink cold? 215-263-WMMR. No wild guesses. You won't have a chance in hell. Uh, You had to have heard it, and we are going to do the trash while you're calling in. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Horizon. You can get your air conditioning ready for warm weather. Book Horizon's complete 21-point AC tune-up now for $59. Plus, get up to a pound of refrigerant for free if your system needs it. Horizonservices.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Luke Bryan announcing that he has tested positive coronavirus and will have to miss judging the first American Idol live show. However, Bryan did insist he would be back soon to help select the American Idol we will all immediately forget. Yes. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan explaining why Sylvester Stallone will not be part of Creed Three, saying Sly felt it was time to move on. Jordan hinted that Sloan is working on a new standalone Rocky movie in which he must fight for a parking spot at Cracker Barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, The Guardian, I never heard this before, but The Guardian reporting on a long-standing rumor that Queen Elizabeth has the Ark of the Covenant hidden within the walls of Buckingham Palace. Hmm. Other hidden artifacts reportedly include a follow-up hit for Chumbawamba. (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. That would be the other big elusive... elusive. Jewel out there. Yes. All right. So the lesson question. Let's see if we can find a correct answer for this. Uh, when watching cricket on ESPN, what does Regis like to drink cold? <laughs> and I'm going to go to Fred and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Fred. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, Fred. What does Regis like to drink cold while he's watching cricket on ESPN? That would be meat juice. Meat juice. <laughs> You're right, Fred. Hold on a moment, bud, because for you, we have a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan on April 29th. One grand prize winner, by the way, this week gets upgraded to attend the virtual world premiere, the same event that uh, talent filmmakers and other VIPs will be attending. Uh, including an interactive escape room experience and an after party with live DJ. Without Remorse. Without Remorse. Is on Prime Video starting on April 30th, by the way. All right, we're going to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 
All right, sponsored by RoadCon Incorporated. If you have uh, heavy and highway construction experience and would like to work for a company that values that experience, RoadCon wants to talk to you. Visit road-con.com to apply online. Road-con.com. Um, here's a follow-up story. I just I finally... Roads. <laughs> Rows. <laughs> Rows. <laughs> That's a total weird word, isn't it? <laughs> I never saw black sheep, so uh, I don't know it's that one. Did Sorry. you see Tommy Boy? Uh, I did. You saw black sheep. Many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> so here's the follow-up story. Kirk Hammett's ESP 400 series guitar that he played in the band's one music video recently sold uh, at an auction. And remember, I think there were... Saying like twenty five thousand dollars, yeah, something like yeah. that. One hundred and twelve thousand five hundred. Yeah, the high bidder remains anonymous. Uh, the guitar has since been autographed by Hammett and is described as being in excellent condition. So somebody's collection, it goes to that. ACDC's Brian Johnson will release his autobiography. It's called "The Lives of Brian's," coming out on October twenty sixth. Topics include life as a child in the UK as the son of a British Army sergeant major to his years in the band Gordy. Uh, and to replacing the late Bon Scott. Is it that is the title a riff on the life of Brian? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. The lives of Brian, yeah. And by the way, I don't know if the band was called Gordy or Jordy, G-E-O-R-D-I-E. Uh, as well as the uh, hearing issues that forced him to leave ACDC in 2016. He's going to cover that before recently returning to the band. Been fixed, though, right? He's able to yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, Johnson tweeted, I've had some long nights and some great nights, bad days, and a lot of good ones. And I've gone from choir boy to rock and roll singer, and now I've gone and written a bloody book about it all. Lives of Brian coming out October 26th. Bloody book. Would love to be able to talk to him. Have we? I think we have spoken. To we him, have. We, we yeah. talked to him. That's right. It was about his uh, something having to do with his car collection. That's right. Uh, Dave Grohl has tapped a wide range of friends and fellow musicians for his latest film, which is titled Dave Grohl's What Drives Us. Rolling Stone reported the documentary, directed by Dave and produced by Foo Fighters, is based around various bands' war stories of making their bones during their early days traveling together on the road. Uh, the film will premiere on April 30th via the Coda Collection on Amazon Prime Video Channels. I would love to see this. Do you know what I forgot? Dave Grohl makes a cameo appearance in the most recent Bill and Ted's movie. Oh, yeah? Yes. Nice. And it's funny. Among the high-profile rockers appearing in the film are Ringo Starr, Flea, Slash and Duff McKagan, The Edge, Lars Ulrich, Brian Johnson, Steven Tyler, No Doubt's Tony Canal, Black Flag's Kira Rustler, St. Vincent, Exine Cervinka oh, of X, yeah. and more. Huh. Uh, in the press release for the film, Dave said, This film is my love letter to every musician that has ever jumped in an old van with their friends and left it all behind for the simple reward of playing music. I think I'm going to love this. What started as a project to pull back the curtain on do-it-yourself logistics of stuffing all your friends and equipment into a small space for months on end eventually turned into an exploration of why and what drives us. I have seen that. I've had personal experience in doing the van traveling, going yeah. to gigs thing, and it's definitely unique. It's so I've definitely done, an adventure. I've done the stand-up version of that, which is a riff on it, which is... That's by yourself. Yeah, and sometimes yep. with other comedians, when you go on, a, you know, and you'll, you'll rent a car and, and do the deal. So, but it... There is a cool thing that happens. It's you. You can't do it your whole life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there is just a cool vibe, you know. 
And then finally, The Who is teaming up with Heinz Baked Beans as a tie-in to promote the upcoming The Who sellout box set and the band's patron charity, the Teenage Cancer Trust. In addition to recording a jingle for the brand on the legendary 1967 pop art masterpiece, along with Roger Daltrey appearing in a vat of beans on the band, uh, of the band on the LP cover, uh, new limited edition Beans Means the Who baked beans cans are available to purchase with all the net proceeds going to charity. And you remember baked beans blow out of the TV set in the movie Tommy. Yep. And Ann Margaret going nuts. Uh, Stateside, there are 500 limited edition cans available to buy from the Who's U.S. merch store. All net proceeds are going to Teen Cancer America. The charity was co-founded by Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey with TCT partnering with hospitals throughout the states to develop uh, specialized facilities and services for teens and young adults with cancer. The original lyric was, won't get beans again, and they changed it. beans again. Yeah. I can't say I've ever heard their jingle that they did uh, for Heinz Baked Beans, which is on that album. Behind Blue Beans? No, I don't think that was it. Uh, So, anyhow, there you go. That's what I have in music news. We got a caller. Let's see who it is. It's Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, Preston? Good. Jeff. Did you enter the secret word? I did, and I won five hundred dollars. It was easy, wasn't it, Jeff? I'm sorry. I said it was easy, wasn't it, Jeff? Oh, it was so easy. Nice. You know what? I don't know if you're going to work, but I would call in sick, stay home, and drink some meat juice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Indulge, my friend. Where are you from, Jeff? Broomall, Pennsylvania. We got one yeah, You're buying me a cheeseburger today. <laughs> Come on over. Where are you guys going? I don't, well. Where would you go? Where? Well, I probably, we could go to Freddy's. We could go to Five Guys. Where would you go, Jeff? Uh, you know, I'm more of a Five Guys fan over the Freddy's. All right. No, you got good taste. It's all, they're case, all good. Five Guys. Yeah. It's on you, Jeff. He's hey. got enough money to buy from both places. Dude, thanks for listening. Thanks for entering the contest. We are ecstatic to give you $500, my friend. Thank you so much. You guys rock. All right. Appreciate it. Here for Jeff, everybody. That's our winner. And don't forget your next chance coming up at noon. It's sponsored by Hyundai City. It is the Preston and Steve money clip. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And Brett Porsche is in for Pierre. We'll see what's cooking in his world. Stay with us. Dirty Honey's new track, Gypsy, and the Offspring's Swing Ska-inspired... Plus, see Preston and Steve's recent video interview with Amy Lee of Evanescence. And check out this week's big friggin' deal from King Shooter Supply in King of Prussia. An hour of instruction and range time for just $75. Keyword, deal. An enjoyable day today. Hopefully you have had as much fun as we had. And we had great guests, so it was wonderful to have Danica McKellar yeah, yeah. this morning. She's got the Matchmaker Mysteries, the Art of the Kill, uh, coming up on, uh, it's this Sunday, actually, on uh, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And she was saying that of those, the the Matchmaker Mysteries, it's a series of them, there's like a storyline that threads through it. And... It's basically the uh, the holiday movies, with just replace yeah. the, the, the garland and Christmas tree with a dead body. Yeah, with somebody yep. dead. And then you go from there. Yeah. Uh, so we thank Danica McKellar and our buddy Jake Matera. Yeah. Hey. 
Jake is at Helium Comedy Club headlining a show on Sunday. A lot of great comedians in that show and their recording. He's going to be doing uh, essentially an album, which is really cool. So it's uh, great to have Jake on this morning. And you know what? We have to give away a tattoo. Today's tattoo. We do, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah. why don't we do that now? Throughout the morning's program, we've had people text in or tattoo, and they were in the running to win a President's Eve uh, theme tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Our winner today, David Murphy from 6ABC. Oh, my God. Get out of Both here. Both and Jim Gardner will have them now. Yo, Murph. Uh, no, this David Murphy is from Pottstown. I don't oh. think uh, that David Murphy, our David Murphy is from, but uh, David, this particular David Murphy uh, gets the President Steve theme tattoo, and it is, like I said, from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, they are located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, for samples, you can uh, check out floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram. They are at Floating World. Tattoos. So a big congrats to him. You know, I watched Holy Moses over oh. the weekend, and uh, you know, he Murphy's in that. Yeah, so he's an actor, uh, right? And he plays a young kid who's actually bringing a fig tree back to his parents. And uh, Dudley Moore keeps pulling figs off of the tree. That's right. Uh, and he's he has this huge potted tree that he's carrying around with him on this bus. But it, he's prominently featured. It's a funny movie yeah. too. It's very Mel Brooks. Great. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and Murph was uh, on his way to yeah. be an actor. <laughs> In fact, he was up for the, I think the Tom Cruise role in Risky Business. Or That's the word. Like that. yeah, yeah. 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 That's, uh, Instead, well, he played Rebecca Ramone. Yeah. Which he yeah. was so hot. He was that. amazing. Oh, man. Well, speaking of hot. Bread portion. Yes! And David Murphy's a Delco boy, just like me. Is he from Delco? Yeah. Do you know whereabouts? Uh, Drexel Hill. And where do you hail from? Um, I'm from Springfield, originally. Okay. You are Delco through and through, then. I'm Delco through and through. Absolutely. Still living in Delco, yep. Very nice. Excellent. All right, well, you ready for the letter? Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter A is in Amy Grant. <laughs> well done, Brent. We have two letters, four pack of tickets, by the way, to see the Flyers battle the Washington Capitals on Saturday. Wait, we just traded Raffle over to them, right? Yeah, so you get to see him back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's at 1230 at the Wells Fargo Center. Single game tickets are now on sale at the at uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, so we'll give that away. On Friday. Got a beautiful day ahead of us, Brent. That's right. That's right. What do you have in store for those? Uh, workforce blocks today. So Aaron Lewis, you mentioned earlier, today's his birthday, so we're going to be doing a block of Stained. It's also Mark Ford's birthday from the Black Crows, so we're going to be doing a block of them as well. And uh, Breaking Benjamin is celebrating an album anniversary today, so oh, we'll be doing that with a workforce really? block. And today is Max Weinberg's birthday from the yeah. East Street Band, so we're going to be celebrating his birthday in the 2 o'clock hour. Double shots all day, plus mo' money, mo' money, mo' money. Yeah, man, next shot coming up at noon. Thank you, Brent, and I want to thank our sponsors. The President and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. And RoadCon Incorporated, now hiring for heavy and highway construction positions at road-con.com. That's road-con.com. Com. Uh, tomorrow, we got a few things on our list for tomorrow. Wednesday, we'll go on Fox Good Day. Uh, we will also have, uh, from the movie The Sandlot, Timmy. Oh. Victor D. Mattia will be wow. on the show. Or is it Mattia? Uh, Mattia? De Mattia, I think. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I get that right. Uh, and then we have uh, the new voice of the Philadelphia Union, 
Uh, Danny Higginbotham on the program tomorrow, too. To Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by the Yacht Club. <laughs> no remorse. Uh, so, and we'll have a secret text word and all that good stuff. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Rebuilding means electing leaders who get things done. Jennifer McClellan has spent the last 15 years fighting to ensure working families make a living wage and have access to health care. With her perspective and action, Virginians can recover from this pandemic. Now you can vote to make McClellan the first black woman governor in the U.S. McClellan will continue to look out for us and uplift our voices. Vote early now or on June 8th. Let's put her in the governor's mansion. Paid for by Care in Action. Authorized by Jennifer McClellan for governor.